I'm just getting out of the way, guys. We're I'm in a new efficiency vibe right now. All right. Because I'm, you know, that's number one. Number two, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian held hands on a roller coaster. Guys, I think our simulation broke. <laughs> I think it broke. I think the simulation broke. Um, Casey, hi. Hi, how are you? Happy week. Happy How was your ha- Halloween? It was chill, you know? We just, it was chill. Yeah, yeah you don't have children. Well, uh, Lincoln uh, did dress up. He wore a number of costumes throughout the day. I did sort of insult him because he came in uh, to my room at one point in what I thought was his third costume, but it was just his outfit. But... Uh, <laughs> But it was just a sweater that was a little out of character for him that he had borrowed from his dad. But yes, Lincoln dressed as Captain America. He and his girlfriend did Cap and Peggy. He also did a little Ted Lasso early in the morning before he shaved his mustache off to be Captain America. And uh, and we had trick-or-treaters, I guess. We just put the candy like outside. Um because we, you know, no contact delivery, um, and it's it was gone. So we had either like one very greedy trick or treater, or a number of not so greedy, a, t- a ton of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How cool. about you? How was Harry Ween? Harry Ween was hilarious, and <laughs> fun, and I was by myself, and it was ridiculous. Like I didn't have anyone um, to go with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was having a little bit of like, oh, no, am I going to cry right now? Jesus. We just started. You it's minute cry. two. You can cry about Harry Ween at mini, minute two. It's not about Harry Ween. It's just that, like, I just don't have, like, my friends here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's hard. Um, so... I was like, I'm just gonna go with the teens. Yeah, and so it was me, and then one of the, one of Bertie's other friends. Like, I had wrangled some tickets. Yeah, and then one of Bertie's other friends wrangled their own ticket, and so I was just like me and four teens <laughs> in the pit at Harry, and. As soon as we got there, they were like, "We need to get closer," and I was like, "I do not." <laughs> need to get close. <laughs> and they were like, bye. Oh my and, gosh. And uh, so they like went in, you know, yeah. and uh, I stayed on the outskirts and so funny. So I like, you saw my, what I wore, my yes. queen of the rodeo yeah, it came ensemble. Out great. It came out it great. Did. Yeah. So I got that suit, that black little polyester suit was like a little Western suit yeah. that I found at the New York Vintage Fair on Friday. I went oh, with Michelle. Yeah. And we had a real vintage fair experience together. <laughs> old days. Like the old days. Nice. Old days of friendship. It was so... Because one thing, you know, like, oh no, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh my God. Michelle and I, when we were young... <laughs> And broke. Um, well, she was she wasn't broke when I met her, but <laughs> I was. Um, <laughs> but we did love to go vintage shopping together when we were kids, and 
And so it's always like so much fun. And I hadn't seen her in so long. And um, I was really happy to spend time with her. And she could not come with me to Harry Ween, you know. Yeah, she's got a little teeny baby. Not teeny, but. Yeah. How old is that baby now? He's almost a year, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, well, you know. No. Wait. Oh, my God. He is over a year. <laughs> Again, like, how are you supposed to keep track of how old anyone is? <laughs> you know, <laughs> how? I mean, <gasps> you're not. Matilda yeah. just turned sixteen. I know it's wild. It's wild. Well, I love that. I, I love know. that you got to see Michelle, and and she was able to help you get ready for Halloween, even though she had her own. Well, and then I went little kid Halloween and then on, duties to t- attend to. Yeah, and then I went and I got like a bunch of trim and stuff, and I made yeah. the made the made made my full costume. So then the kids left me. Harry came out as Dorothy. It was a whole Wizard of Oz thing. It was, it was so fun. Yeah. Oh wait, the Orville pack. I forgot to say. So Orville was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Madison Cunningham was amazing. Oh great. But or, but this girl standing next to me <laughs> Orville pack was like looked over at me and she was like, Your costume looks like you go with them. <laughs> like the band. Yeah. And I was like yeah. 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 It's, it does. Yeah. And she and she's like, Maybe he's singing to you. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's not. Uh, <laughs> that girl probably threw up on herself ma'am, he, later. Ma'am, he is gay. <laughs> but I also saw a girl that was so fucked up in the pit that was like she was probably in her 20s I would hope I think they were in their 20s these girls yeah they might have been in their 30s to be honest yeah I was I will say no judgment yeah we've all been fucked up somewhere yeah that I no 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 judgment about that but also like no judgment about what I'm about to say oh okay shocked that I was not the oldest person in that pit by a long shot okay all right yeah like there were ladies that were there standing behind me who were like legit in their late 60s. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's New York, so it's a special kind of like unexpected person. But like my friend Jen's mom is like, I don't know, maybe in her 60s, maybe like her, I don't know. Who knows how old people's mothers are, right? But this woman is nuts for Post Malone. She's always... (laughs) Shut the fuck up. That's She's not true. She's always like... That's not true. Yes, Jen is always posting a video of her mom who's like, you know, like just in, like a mom. Like if my mom was like... And she's always like, oh, Posty, my po- Jennifer, quiet down my posties on television. She is crazy for Post Malone. Like, wh- I mean... Okay. I love it. I guess maybe that's like also a function of the internet now is that like maybe different kinds of people are exposed to things that they normally wouldn't have been. And that also probably includes like ladies in their 60s who love uh, Harry Styles, Orville Peck and Post Malone. Listen, I just felt like TBH, you know, I was going to have fun even though I was by myself. Yeah. And so I decided to just dance it. I had to get away from some of the the kids I was standing near. It was too much. Sure. So I just kind of backed up a bit and I had like a great view 
<laughs> and the show was really fun and Orville was amazing and Harry put on a great show and sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow at the end, which Aww. was like very special. Yeah. And um, I met this funniest thing. A couple people came up to me in the pit. Like a few yeah. people came up to me in the pit to say hi. Sure. Um, but the funniest thing was that I met two friends that were there together, but who were not together at different times oh. in the show. The first friend I met, Brian, I met like right in the beginning before maybe even Orville played. Okay. And I knew he was with his friend. Yeah. But they were separated. And okay. the friend wanted to get up close and so whatever. And then toward the end of Harry, right before the encore, this guy came up and stood next to me and and held his phone. It was so loud. I literally think I like... I'm I'm upset that I didn't wear earplugs. Earplugs. Yeah. I fucked up hard. Well. That was a mistake. <laughs> Cause I for the last two days have been like, what? Yeah, you have like, like huh? a, that residual ringing. But he came up, look, and he held his phone up to me. Yeah. Do you see this? Yes. And it said, just wanted to say, love the costume. You're a queen. Your book was my everything. Seriously hope to discuss early two thousands TV with you one day. Aww. Isn't that sweet? That's and then so I was like, sweet. are you Brian's friend? Uh, <laughs> he was like, I am. And I was like, I met Brian earlier. That is hilarious. I had a feeling. That's um, hilarious. I love that. There's something sort of like melancholy and bittersweet about doing something really cool by yourself. You know, like yes. whenever I go to a show, which is very rare and, you know, I'll only go to like a Prince related show. Um, I, I always gravitate toward watching the person that's there alone because they're just like, to use a phrase that is overused, living their best life. They're just enjoying themselves, enjoying it on their own terms. They're not worried about what anyone else thinks of them. They're not beholden to what a friend who might have come with them wanted to do, whether the person wanted to like stand somewhere else or sit down or get there too early or leave. You're just there. You're doing your own thing. You're enjoying it. People are coming up and interacting with you maybe more than they would had you been with a friend. And so while it is sad that you didn't maybe have a friend on the East Coast to go with you, it's also like, I'm I'm glad that you went. And I'm glad it sounds like you you held your own and had a good time. Well, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had to go. <laughs> there was no fucking choice. And in fact, I do have to say, like, I did wake up that morning with, like, the sniffles. You know, it was my first week back at work. Oh, yeah. And then I went to that vintage festival and I was like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. I woke up. Birdie had had a cold. I took a COVID test. It was negative. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was. I literally got, like, the yeah. sniffles right. from the weather changing. And I was like, is going to the fucking Harry Styles concert the best thing for me right now? Right. And then I was like, there's no option. I have no choice. Like right. I am chaperoning four children. I right. double mask. I wore N95. I mean, I was negative COVID yeah. wise, but I wore an N95 and a cloth mask just to protect myself even further. Yeah. Um, Casey, one of my good friends in LA got COVID fully vaxxed and is really sick. Oh, and I'm no. I know. I, I'm really upset about you it. You must be worried to death. Yeah, a classmate of mine 
um, from all throughout school. Uh, actually, we lost one of our classmates, and there was just like a big memorial for him over the over the last week. And I was sad to miss that. But also, another classmate got it, and he's recovered. But now he has a really bad case of pneumonia, and he's like, again, like like we've heard so many times, like this is no joke. You do not want well, this. I talked to my friend yesterday, and they were like what the fuck is wrong with these people who aren't getting vaccinated? I am fully vaccinated and it, this is how bad this yeah. sucks for me. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I and mean, Jen Psaki in the white house got it. Yeah. It's well, this is why I think the boosters are imperative. Yeah. Because I think what's happening is a lot of people who were on the earlier side of getting the vaccines. Yeah are now at that yeah, moment like having a, when it's wearing off. A dip in immunity. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because we just were at this point where we want this to be over so badly and it's just not, it's not over yet, you know? And so, yeah, if you can, if you're eligible for a, vac- for a vaccine booster, I guess get out there and get it. Yeah, and then just also pay attention to when you are going to be eligible. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's one thing I've noticed is people don't seem to be to to be aware of like what's happening in their you local could, area. You could prob you're probably eligible because of autoimmune. Mhm. I got it. I got the boost. Oh, you already, already. got it. Yeah. Which can I ask you? Did you do? Did you go Moderna or Pfizer? Were you Pfizer? Did you go? What? Tell me what you did. I got Pfizer um, this time because that's the pharmacy was like that I went to was like we're not sure on the mixing yet. Like there's no. But now my doctor told me to get Moderna. Yes, the and mi- I had the, Pfizer before. Yeah, the mixing is supposedly. Um, increases like the the efficacy of the the vaccines if you've had one brand if you change to uh to another brand it sort of gives you like a broader coverage so i think next time i get a booster i'll try to get moderna but at the time that my doctor sent me to get it the pharmacy was like we don't know yet so we're just going to give you the same one but i was just happy to get anyone yeah and i got five vaccines in the same day wait what what are you talking about because i got like Flu, shingles. But wait, tell me this. Are you supposed, are you allowed to get the flu shot and? Yeah, they gave it to me because I asked while I was there. I was like, I've already made, I'm the kind of person that like, if I made the effort to do something, if I put on makeup, I'm taking a photo of myself. If I get my ass to the pharmacy to get a COVID vaccine. Yes. So I was like, what am I at my age? What am I eligible for? What am I due for? And can I get them? And so, yeah, I got. Let me ask you this question because now you're my doctor. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Um, If, I mean, I feel 87% not sniffly. Okay. But still a little snotty. Uh Uh-huh. So should I wait? To get flu? Or to get get either. Um, I, too, have an autoimmune now. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, I don't know. Are you ever going to be not sniffly? I think that... You should ask. A great question. You should ask someone who who knows. Doctor, actually a doctor. Doctor Sima. We can ask, but um, let's ask Doctor Sima. Yeah, but, I just want to get. I'm on that fucking set, dude. I just want. Yeah, you want to get. I'm just. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've anyway, been really lucky because in the past I've had jobs. Like when I worked in the nursing home, they would send people around to give you your vaccines. And I used to be really scared of needles, which is ironic because I'm like tattooed all over and pierced all over. So it's ridiculous to be scared of needles. And that's what people would always point out to me. But then when I went to work at Letterman, we would also have a nurse come and give us all flu vaccines. So I was like in the habit of getting the vaccine, but also having it like brought to me, like as Mm -hmm. like a service fancy. Yeah. And so just the fact that like I get myself to Walgreens or whatever to get a vaccine, I'm like, whenever I'm buying toilet paper, I just drop that toilet paper in the aisle and go back and check what vaccines I'm eligible for. Um, that's real smart. That's great. (laughs) Just always a great tip from you. Olive and June, Olive and June, Olive and June. I feel like that's a new good thing for Olive and June, don't you? I don't know. Guys, you know how much we love Olive and June's manning system. It is the answer to salon perfect nails at home anytime. Casey puts that nail polish on. And listen, Olive and June says it'll last seven plus days, does not chip. Casey has hers on sometimes two and a half weeks without chipping. I am back to my, you know long fake nails for the TV show, but I'm using that Olive and June polish on the weekends just to give myself a little fun because I love the polish. And with the Manny system, it's so easy to paint your nails at home and it's like actually very soothing. And if you think you can't possibly paint your nails yourself because they're going to look like they were painted by a child, this is where Olive and June's genius Manny system comes in. Everyone is like, oh, my God, I love your manicure. Where would you get your nails painted? Mm, At my house with my Olive and June Manny system. It's all the tools you need in one box. It's five steps, and it comes with Poppy, which we love. It's the little brush handle that makes it so easy to paint, like sort of steadies your hand. And the Manny system comes with six polishes, and it breaks down to just $2 a Manny. Guys, come on. The polish is amazing. And... I am getting the Manny system for several people for Christmas. I'm very into it. And now you can get 20% off your first Manny system with our code BEST, B-E-S-T. So your new nail life is here, guys. Get 20% off your first Manny system when you use the promo code BEST at oliveandjune.com. We're done with expensive and bad Mannies. This is the new us. Go to oliveandjune.com and get 20% off your first Manny system when you use the promo code BEST. We love it. You're going to thank us. Your nails are going to thank us. I'll love you. Faria, 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 Faria. You guys, I can't even like explain to you how much I love Faria. Sex is good. We all should be doing it all the time. You want to make it even better? You want to make it great? Everybody should be having great sex. Great sex is so important. And so many times, especially I feel like women are just like, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. It's okay. Whatever. It's fine. No, this is it. This is where Foria is like, sex goes beyond pleasure. It unlocks a whole new level of wellness and self-care. And that's why you need Foria in your life. Okay? What is Foria? 
Foria is using all natural plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and relieve discomfort. Foria makes products that are going to transform your sexual pleasure, especially if you have a vagina or you are loving someone with a vagina. Foria's bestseller is the Awaken Arousal Oil, and it's the ultimate pleasure pregame. It's an oil that's like a little warm-up, helps you get really turned on, increasing your pleasure, deepening your orgasms with a partner or solo. It uses CBD and warming sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasms, and help with any discomfort. And best of all, it just turns you on, guys. Awaken arousal oil and sex oil are the perfect combo. Get into it. Foria has a serious cult following. I'm in it with thousands of people who have had their sex lives transformed. And Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting www.foriawellness.com slash best or use code best at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash best for 20% off your first order. I highly recommend trying the arousal oil, the awaken arousal oil and the sex oil. You're going to thank me later. Okay. I want to talk to you about something that I'm yes, obsessed with. Yes, please, please. Newly obsessed. I am like 99.9999% sure that I have overpaid for everything my entire life. Oh, no. <laughs> what makes you think that? I think people see me coming and they're like, this is the price. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm on a different journey. First of all. My buy nothing new journey. Yes. Which going to the vintage got a lot of new clothes, guys, but they're not but new. They're not new. They're, they're new, old. New to you. They're just new to me. I was inspired by you too. I got, I replaced my wallet with a with a vintage, a pre-owned wallet. And uh it was inspired by you. So, you know. This is I think this is a fun challenge for me, and I like it a lot. Yeah. This yeah. buy nothing new challenge. Okay. Now. Over Halloween with the kids, did I have to make a couple exceptions? Yes, I did. For instance. You had to buy fringe. I did purchase what I did buy the fringe. Yeah. Wait, but you know what I did? What? Remnants, baby. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So I, so I did get a bunch of remnants for the fringe stuff, but the letters I had to buy new. Okay. All right. That's not bad. That's for the not back a of the outfit. jacket. Had I, yeah. like, really had time to, I don't know, look online or something, maybe I would have been able to find yeah, the letters. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Here's anyway. A, here's the thing. that I mean, letters are not a whole outfit. I'll allow it. Not that I'm the judge in this situation, but I mean... No one's judging. This is the thing. Yeah. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. I'm just telling you... I'm just telling you that I I am like keeping a mental mental track Good for of you. what I'm spending money on or like yeah. what I'm buying new and where it's coming from yes. and whatever. Yes. Anyway, the point being, 
really, really on this. And here's what I'm saying. When I'm saying that I think I've, I've overpaid for everything, I do. I have always liked old stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I have bought a lot of like old furniture. Here's a question on my buy nothing new plan. Is a floor, does a floor model sale count? I think, well, that's not new really. And it's, you know. Right. They're getting rid of like a thing that would be maybe trash, I guess. Yeah. Or somebody will buy it, but it's not like it already had like a life and a use. I I feel like. order it. Yeah. I I feel like it's already in existence. It's already out there. It's already been manhandled by several people. So, you know. I'm up. Here's what I'm running up against in the new, like thinking about the new, the stuff that I need for the house. Yeah. The new, the new place. Not this, not the rental that's too dark. That's giving me, I don't like the vibes in here. Okay. Sorry. I'm burning a lot of sage, but it's just not working for me. It's like (laughs) really upsetting me. Um, Curtains. Curtains. um, I'm having a hard time with curtains. Okay. I'm having a hard time because what I want to do is, um, you know, I have my, the sofa that was in my dad's house growing up. Yes. Yeah. It's like a mid-century modern, but it yeah. needs to be recovered because it's never, it's the original fabric from the fifties. Yeah. yeah. The Paul Macabre. And also my grandma smoked. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. So it needs it. So we need to, I need to get it recovered. Like yeah. it can't, it can't exist as it is. Yeah. And there is like dead stock fabric options, but it seems very difficult to find enough yardage. Yeah. And it seems very difficult to find enough yardage in a thing that I would want to have in my house. (laughs) Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, let's talk about this in terms of like what it is that you're trying to do. Like the issue with the fashion is that someone in a shop somewhere probably far away in the world who's underpaid and not paid a living wage has been made to make this garment for you that you're going to wear a few times, be photographed in, and then, you know, you're going to put it in the back of your closet or you're going to throw it away or Or sell it on my Poshmark mark sale. Well, that's not as bad because then that's going on to like another life. But the issue with the clothing is that it has like a short life. It has limited uses. And, you know, as you said, you like to like express yourself with different fashions, whatever. So Mm. sometimes clothing uses a lot of resources, including human resources. And then it doesn't go on to live like it's long successful life but what you're proposing is but also same with furniture i will say that because i think people buy a lot of expendable furniture yes yes so what you you, see it when you walk down the street in new york by the way yes people put out their furniture all the time so what you're proposing because it's not like it's not like heirloom pieces right so what you're saying is you want to buy some yardage of fabric to recover this furniture that's been around for a long time that you plan now to use use again for a long time and like yes. it's in your family and it's an heirloom and so like that is not that bad in my opinion I think like the the thing you know you can watch out and look out for if like the fabric's environmentally friendly if it was made in an environmentally right. friendly way or is it something that like 
stands up to being cleaned and doesn't need a lot of chemicals to clean it, things mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I actually, yeah, okay, this is, this and is you're, good. You're okay. not asking like, you're not asking children in another country to sew these no, slip covers for I'm you. Not. I actually found a female owned business in Brooklyn, uh, this adorable woman who does the, like makes recovers furniture. Oh, great. I found her online and I'm going to hire her to oh, do it. Oh, amazing. That's so great. Yeah. Upholsters are so... Um, talented. They're so talented and there's not a lot of them out there now. So if you find a really good one and people always complain about what it costs to like reupholster something because but it's like one of those things where you got to pay people what they're worth like that is a lot of work and a skilled upholsterer does a beautiful job an artisan an artisan yeah and it's like when you think about it like if you pick up some kind of like vintage sofa for a couple hundred bucks and you want to get it recovered you know, you're not talking about like, it's what you would have paid for a new sofa anyway. And someone's going to give it to you and it's going to be like new and it's going to be exactly what you always dreamed of. So I think that's a, that's a wise investment in comfort and happiness. Here's what I'm going to say about this whole journey. Anyway, I do think that it's not necessarily even about not buying anything new, but maybe a little bit about that, but also just about like buying smarter. Yeah. Yeah. I think is this is what I'm hearing you give back to me. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's really wise. And just, I think a lot of us, and especially, you know, and this is not shade to anyone because a lot of my friends have, you know, they just have lives where they're really fortunate and they have a lot of expendable income, you know, and, uh, but I think almost sometimes that's a little bit of a curse because you just, you buy something because you can, and you don't really think about it for a long time. And then you're like, Oh, I hate this thing. I got the wrong thing. Like I chose too quickly. And, you know, so I just, (laughs) I mean, literally I bought a sofa once that I loved so much. And it was because this woman had two custom sofas designed for her home and, didn't like measure carefully. And so she wound up with like two sofas that didn't fit in her home. And she was that kind of woman that could like afford that to buy two non-fitting sofas. And Wait, can I tell you <laughs> something I was just reading? Cause you know, I'm like just so obsessed with like all the design stuff right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading some article on dwell about some fancy lady. And it was like, it took five different sofas before she found her perfect one. (laughs) And I was like, bitch, who fucking has the time, money or energy to order buy and like try out five different fucking sofas in your house? What? Well, that's, but that's what people do, it, they right? They cheap ones. That's what people do. They fill up their lives with like these obsessions, like this needing to to do this. And it's like, also, you could have just kept your original shitty sofa that you didn't like that you wanted to replace while you carefully looked for the sofa that was right. You know, you don't need to be fucking Goldilocks trying every sofa in your house. Well, listen, so this brings me to what I'm now obsessed with. I, so... There are some, like, sites that I have, like, shopped on. This is, like, replaced porn for me. No, but I, I'm, not a, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, a person that ever has been, like, but that's, like, you know, the saying. Yes, like, this yeah. Is, yeah, it's something okay. that you're consuming. You guys, I wasn't, like, literally saying this is replaced porn. 
I was saying it's whatever, like it porn matter. to you. It's, it's like sure. porn <laughs> is to people who like porn. Like, right. There's nothing else that I can think of. It's your porn. That, like, that you would get into so compulsively. Yes. So, so obviously there's first dibs and there's cherish, which yes. are two sites that people, you know, dealers, legit antique den. First dibs is a little bit. I would say a, a bit high, they, fancier they trade in fancier, higher end. Mm-hmm. Not even necessarily like I mean, sometimes the stuff is like you can find the same stuff on Cherish and it's less expensive, right? But yeah. Um, but I've long been a fan of both of those uh, antique furniture yes. sites. Okay, but sometimes you know I've like thrown down. I've thrown the fuck down for some antique vintage fucking furniture. I yeah. enjoy it. I like it. I've off. I've whatever been in my life as you are just describing before where I've just been like okay that's the price I'll just pay it right recently I discovered maybe it's because of it probably is because of COVID I'm sure it is now I'm thinking this guys I'm just I'm walking this through you're, while you're I'm thinking ta- it through the story. as you're telling it yeah I have found two online auction houses Love it. That are aggregates of auctions all over. Yeah. And holy shit. That's where all these motherfuckers are getting their furniture from. And then they're marking it up 4 billion percent. And then I'm the sucker that's buying it. Well, because that's a job, right? That's the job is like finding it, going to get it, cleaning it up, curating it. It's like, it, that's a big business. It is a big business. Yeah. However, if you know what you want, yes. you can just you look. can just go. Do you know? To, do you know about you, Olive Craig's? No, Olive Craig's is the entire United States Craigslist. I'm sorry, what? So you can just like, I'm looking for like a framed Whitco ship piece of art. I find one in Duluth, and then I'm like. Asking my friend Philip, who lives in Duluth, Philip, can you go buy this ship for me and just keep it in your house until I come to Duluth again? And that's how that goes. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. That's how that goes. Or like, can that's you? That's sh- how that goes. Can you ship it to me? But yeah, I'll. But also, cr- couldn't you? You could just find a guy with a fucking truck. Yeah, sometimes if you wanted. Sometimes I'm cheaper than that, so you know. But yeah, Olive Craig's. Can I also tell you a, a little teeny secret about First Dibs yes. and Cherish? Those are both yes. great sites. I think those are mostly frequented by designers, maybe who are playing with someone else's money. Maybe for the most part. But a lot of times the I'm not even saying like the same item, like similar, like two ver- two different items of the same item. I'm saying mm-hmm. the very same item. Say Joe is selling a dresser. Joe will often list it on First Dibs, also on Cherish, also on Etsy at three different prices. And Etsy is always the lowest price. And you can often find something that is sub that is simultaneously listed over on First Dibs. Also on Etsy for a much lower price. I didn't know Etsy. Listen, I'm learning a lot, Casey. (laughs) I'm happy to tell you. All I'm saying is that like I maybe have been overpaying for things. This is what I'm saying. I think I've been getting the 
the price that's the overpriced. The first dibs price. Because when you think about it, like first dibs is like, you know, it's probably more highly curated. You have to dig through Etsy more. You have to dig Mm -hmm. through like a number of like tote bags where somebody stole the saying from something they saw someone say on Twitter or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's Etsy's full of so much stuff, but first dibs is much more curated. Like, you know what you're getting. It's only furniture there. And it's like, they have a highly knowledgeable people that work there that know exactly what things are. When you're looking on all of Craig's, like, like I like to do sometimes, you're looking for someone that doesn't know what they have. You know what I mean? Kind mm-hmm, of like people mm-hmm. are just like, I don't know. I have this fucking ugly thing from my grandmother's house and I hate it and I'm going to sell it on Craigslist. So you have to like, you can't just like shop for the name of what you're looking for. It's not always helpful. You have to like mm-hmm. get creative and be like brown, ugly ship art, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because that's what someone else thinks of it as. Right. And you're like, this is. This is my my holy grail. My this is my porn. (laughs) Um, I'm just like I cannot. I can't get over it. I think it sounds so fun. Are you like using it to um to like wind down at the end of the day, just looking through auction sites? I love that. I think that's good. I think it's. um, I really like it. It's uh, you know, it's your Candy Crush. It's your. It is my Candy Crush. Uh, It is my Candy Crush. I used to actually love Candy Crush, though, too. Just FYI. Oh, see? Yeah. Yeah, I... I, Just loved it. I feel that. I feel like that's that's an exciting thing. It's like a new... It's like your new hobby. Well, this is fantastic. I'm on Etsy now, and the whole world (laughs) has just opened up to me. What are you looking... You've lost me. You've lost me. What are you looking for on Etsy? Well, I did get um I did get like a really great dining table. Oh, great. At a good price. But that was from like this vintage place here sure. in town. Yeah. Um and now I want to get like some Seska chairs. Oh, yeah, beautiful. To go with it. Uh-huh. And I've been looking and you're right. This is so much. This is like definitely the exact same thing. Sometimes it's even the same pictures. I appreciate the people that take different photos at least Mm -hmm. for, you know, but it's really like first dibs cherish and Etsy are a real banana Republic gap old Navy situation. Wow. 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 No, no idea. No idea. (laughs) No, I dare. Well, there you go. Um, <clears throat> wow. Well, I'm just here on Etsy now. And if you guys need me, have a great rest of the podcast. Message me on um, Etsy. Just give me a give me a what's up on Etsy, guys. Um, <laughs> oh my god. I yeah. I did go. Oh yeah. There's just such good stuff everywhere. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh Jesus. my gosh. Do you ever feel like, let me ask you this question. Do you ever yeah. feel like as you've matured, mm-hmm. are there times when you're like, oh, this thing that I really wanted, like I thought about it for a couple of days and I don't really need it. Like what, how would I use it? Do you make yourself want something for a long time before you, or look for something for a long time before you get it? 
Mm, maybe. Kind of. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Like in this moment, I'm sort of like in a, on a journey because, well, first of all, also I feel a little bit stupid that I, that we shipped all our fucking shit out here. <laughs> but it was also just like, it was just a product of the, the speed, the time. Yeah. No, I think it was the time. The yeah. COVID. Nobody you knew know? what was happening. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening and like, I don't know, but I probably, we, we, I, I probably should have a state sale that fucking shit. You know, mm. like I probably should have just estate sailed my whole house. Yeah. The amount of money, guys, is not to be, I mean, I it, I don't understand how people afford moving unless you just sell all your stuff and start over. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. It's a it's lot. outrageous. It's a lot. It's the kind of thing where you can't, you can't even really think. I mean, we didn't buy too much new stuff when we moved into this house. We brought a lot of our stuff from from the East coast. And, but even the stuff that we did buy, like you just can't think too much about what's happening because it's just a lot. Like every time you turn around, you need a mop, you need a bucket, you need an ottoman, you need Seska dining chairs, you know, it's a lot. Yes. But not, but, but, but also just like I was, I was actually specifically referring to the price of the movers. Yes. (laughs) Like how much, it costs to move everything. And then like, also my stuff has been in storage now for yeah. like almost a whole year. Yeah. So it's just kind of exorbitant. It's, and it's a lot. Wild. You, like, did you, did you feel like you had to bring everything because you thought that you were gonna miss it if you didn't have it? Cause you're very sentimental. Yeah. And like some of the stuff, you know, the people who bought the house. Yeah. Like, have like they kept it or whatever it's or they put it on first dibs I swear to fucking god (laughs) if they fucking put that shit on first dibs I almost lost my shit when I thought they did that I don't know if they did um I'm over it guys I'm not I don't have any like I'm not holding on to anything I've like let that go which is great it only took me like you know a year but um no it wasn't so much that it was like I was just I just didn't know what to, I literally didn't know what to do. Yeah. You didn't have time to think. And also like what would have been the point of thinking when we didn't know what the world was, you know? And yeah. And I just felt like, I mean, I, yeah. And I, it wasn't even about like that. I'm going to miss this stuff. I miss, I did miss like my stuff stuff, like my tchotchke stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like my stuff that like makes me feel like I'm in home, like in my home. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily miss like a bed frame or something, you know, like I missed, I missed like the pictures and the, and the books, like my books and I don't know. Yeah. And now, now half of that shit's in storage again. And I, and I feel really fucking weird and I don't know. It's just hard. I don't think you can let yourself continue to feel stupid about it because like you just did the best that you knew how to do at that moment. And like, yes, it's been hectic and yeah. And like, thank God I can afford it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, thank God I had a job that was like, here you go. Yeah. This will just, we'll just, here's this money for you so that you can. Yeah. Pay yeah. this. 
Yeah, it's it's ridiculous storage cost. It's a lot. For all this furniture while this other house is I don't even fucking know. It's a lot. Just don't um, forget about don't forget your storage. That's I feel like that's a lot of people do that. They they put stuff in Well, no, we just don't have a permanent we don't have a permanent place yet. No, I it. know, but so many people are just like they get storage because of that reason and then next thing that's how storage wars happens. Because people are just oh, like, oh, yeah. I forgot I that I had see, that storage. I saw, wait, listen, I saw a storage container on one of those auction sites and it made me sad. I don't like, I never watched storage wars. I don't like it. It makes, it makes me sad. It's sad. And also I, I heard, I don't know if this is true. And now like storage wars fans are gonna, are gonna come at me. But, um, I heard that they sometimes like put more interesting items. I'm in there sure so it's that fake. The show Everything's is, fake. You do. we we know what television is. Right, Come on. Right. But I will say this friend of mine um, who is a Prince fan, uh, one time he was like, oh my gosh, I was invited to my friend's parents' house for some event or whatever. And uh, they were like, oh, we have something that we want to show you. And it was a bunch of Prince's items because he had let a storage container go. And <gasps> so the father like had collected a number of Prince artifacts, important Prince artifacts. And they just like gave him one because they didn't even care about it anyway. But that's what happens when you, I guess you just put a bunch of stuff in storage and who knows, you just forget about it sometimes. I mean, it's fucking wild. I can't imagine that. <laughs> Maybe you guys, if you had so much stuff. Maybe. Yeah. When I worked so for much. Dave, we were always putting stuff in storage and we had a pretty good system for like keeping track of it but uh -huh. I mean like yeah it was like mostly for it was mostly like business stuff and old like tapes and stuff but I just yeah. remember wanting to keep meticulous track of it because I'm like well obviously like this is being saved per, for posterity I don't think Dave gave two shits about it um, or else he probably just would have kept it in his house or whatever but it was like important to all of us for some reason to hold on to everything and sometimes I still think about it I'm like I hope all that stuff we put in storage is still being kept and is being treated well old videotapes of Dave Healthcare for women is unnecessarily complicated and life can be stressful. Your access to healthcare shouldn't be. Luckily, getting birth control is one less thing you're going to have to worry about because with the pill club, you never have to make a trip to the doctor or wait in line at a pharmacy again. Do you need to renew your birth control prescription? Do you need to switch your birth control? Maybe try some for the first time. Whether you know the brand you want or you want help finding the best option, the Pill Club medical team has your back. So listen, the Pill Club is a birth control subscription prescribed by medical professionals and delivered straight to your door for free. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA-approved brands. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 per month without insurance. The Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging. Why is discreet packaging so important? Well, I'll tell you why. Sometimes you live next door to somebody who's very nosy. or Sometimes you live with, I don't know, your parents. And then you just want a little bit of privacy. You know what I mean? You don't need everybody knowing your business. Right now, 
when you go to thepillclub.com slash busy, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every Busy Phillips is doing her best listener who becomes a patient. Your donation is going to help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. It's an awesome organization. That's thepillclub.com slash busy to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more people in need of affordable birth control. Remember, thepillclub.com slash busy. You got to use the link to make a donation. Guys, have you gotten into the hard kombucha train yet? Getting into it, getting on it, (laughs) get on it, get in it, get on it and get some June shine. I am truly obsessed. June shine is better for you alcohol. It's made with real organic ingredients. And unlike other alcoholic beverages, they're transparent about every ingredient they put into their products. It's three grams of sugar. It's low carb, full of probiotics, brewed with only real organic ingredients. And it doesn't leave you with that like I'm too full after drinking feeling. And it gives you just like a very nice light bright buzz. June Shine is sustainably produced, 100% carbon neutral. What? They donate 1% of all sales to environmental nonprofits. Their brewery is powered by 100% renewable solar. What? They also plant trees for all the trees that are used to make the six-pack boxes. What? It's amazing. I love it. I love it. And my favorite is the grapefruit Paloma. I don't know if you're into that. If you have tried June Shine, I suggest that. I like the Midnight Painkiller as well, Um, the Blood Orange Mint. And if you're a person who's like, oh, I don't like kombucha, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by June Shine. Um, it's It's not like a kombucha that you are thinking of. It's like very light and refreshing and it makes you feel less bloated than beer and it honestly better the next day. It's been a thing that I've like started going to um, a lot like for my, you know, happy hour drink (laughs) with dinner. It's just really, really delicious. Anyway, we've worked out a special deal for our listeners. Receive 20% off plus free shipping site-wide. I think you guys should get into the variety pack so that you can just like try all the different flavors and decide what your favorite one is. Go to juneshine.com slash busy or use code busy at checkout to claim the deal. That's J-U-N-E-S-H-I-N-E dot com slash busy. Juneshine can also be found in over 10,000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Safeway, Kroger, and Publix. But I like it delivered straight to my doorstop. <laughs> doorstop or doorstep now that June Shine has nationwide shipping. So go to juneshine.com slash busy. Guys, you got to be 21 and older to drink. Wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you send a thing that with that your normal rundown thing? Yeah. Where did you send it to? I texted it to you. I wanted to see what you put on here because I do. Oh, because I, I knew there was something I wanted to talk about. <laughs> What? What? First of all, you know it was announced today that I'm going to be performing with Girls 5 Eva 
at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh my God, that's only three weeks away. In three weeks, your girl is going to be lip syncing her fucking frozen ass off <laughs> in front of millions and millions of viewers. So exciting. It's a dream of a lifetime come to fruition. Me well, at the Macy's Parade. I would come I'm see so you, excited. but I'm afraid of the Macy's Parade. So because I, don't, I mean, I don't like those balloons. Yeah, I also am afraid of the Macy's Parade. So let's just thoughts and prayers, guys. Well, thoughts at least you'll be on okay, a so float that's number one. and not, yeah, not, not balloon uh, adjacent. Do you think hopefully. they'll chain, they, they're they going to need to chain me to that float. You know what I mean? Just to make sure that I don't fall off. Yeah. The, what are the chances? I mean, good. I'm also going to be a fucking icicle. I'm going to be so cold. You won't feel it when it. you fall off. No, you're going to have a great time. It's so fun. It's iconic. But I just personally don't like to see those balloons. It is iconic. Yeah. It's iconic. I'm super excited. I've never even gone to it. I watched it since I was little. Oh, wow. I'm so excited I get to be in it. Oh, exciting. My mom, my mom, it's like my mom's dream in life to see it in real life. Yeah. My parents are coming. Oh, great. The whole thing. That's so great. That's cute. Okay, that's number one. I'm just getting out of the way, guys. I'm in a new efficiency vibe right now. All right. Because I'm, you know, that's number one. Number two, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian held hands on a roller coaster. Guys, I think our simulation broke. <laughs> I think it broke. You think so? I think so? the simulation broke. Okay. Yeah, I do. Also, by the way, did I tell you I met him at the Nets game? Pete Davidson? When I went to the Nets game. Oh, no, you didn't mention. Yeah. Okay. How how was it? So I went to the opening of the Nets game with my friend Bonnie. Yeah. He's fine, but he is gigantic. Like the tallest person I've ever, like I had no idea. He's like deceivingly huge. Oh, that's so funny. I I'm a tall person. Yeah. I'm not a small person. So yeah. me to say that somebody's tall, he's like as tall as a fucking basketball player oh, is all I'm wow. saying. Oh, that's so weird. Huh. I would have thought that he was like maybe. It's weird. I found his height disconcerting. I found his I found his height disconcerting. Yeah. Also now picturing him with Kim, that's insane. Like she's a peanut. <laughs> she is very little. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't She's know. little. She's a little peanut. Yeah. And he's like gigantic. Anyway, but blast I think that it's all gone off the rails. Did you see this thing that Jessica Simpson posted? The the photo the candid photo of herself from four years ago, the first day without alcohol. Did you see it? Are you looking at it? Oh, wow. Okay. She looks so different. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. It doesn't even look like her. Huh. Well, I am glad for her. It seems like she feels like she's doing a lot better. She, she really, uh, she has a very lengthy caption under the photo that she shared on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I feel like not drinking is the new drinking. <laughs> oh I do feel gosh. like I do feel like not drinking is like a vibe. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like it's like it really is sort of. I haven't been drinking as much yeah. and I feel so much better. Well, 
it's kind of like what you were saying so about the shopping, ways. right? About like mm-hmm. conscious drinking versus not conscious drinking, you know? Like it seems like you're choosing when to drink. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I am. That's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. Because yeah. I actually, you know, when people really struggle with I with alcohol, that is definitely a vibe. Yeah. I I mean, like it's a, not a vibe, you guys. I'm sounding like an asshole. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like alcoholism is a legit fucking yeah. thing that people struggle with. Yes. I'm more of the like lazy ass, like drinking kind of person. I don't know. Or whatever. Because it's there and because it's there and I'm bored or whatever. And it's what you do you know? and yeah. 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 But the more sort of aware and conscious I've been of it, especially post Hoffman, I feel so much better. And like I enjoy my glass of wine. Yeah. Or I actually haven't been having that many margaritas. Whoa. Oh wow. That's a real change for yeah. you. Yeah, because well Margarita season is much shorter in New York than I feel like it is in LA. But yeah. And Can you, I tell you what I have been enjoying instead? What have you been enjoying instead? What I had the other night with Michelle. A Chopin vodka martini, a little dirty with three olives. Okay. All right. That's a very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Just like feel like that's my vibe. Yeah. I always feel like, I don't know, I'm trying to like try something that I never had before in terms of a cocktail, like taste something that I didn't taste before and share it, you know, with my husband. But yeah, I think it's just fun to sit down, have one drink, but I'm drinking a lot less too. Um, I do enjoy, yeah, I also like, I also enjoy like non-alcoholic beverages and I feel like that's like on the rise this is why I'm saying I sounded like an asshole when I said not drinking is the new drinking but there is an uptick there is a trend toward sober curious and like people who aren't drinking as much and these like non-alcoholic beverages but that are still like fun and there are a couple stores now that have opened in New York that are carrying those beverages, you know, it used to be like if you were the sober one, right? You would be right. like, I'll just have a club soda with a lime. Right. And now there are all these like a cucumber, lemon, verbena fucking with a sparkler in it. Like it's, you know, there's this place, there's this place in Minneapolis, um, five watt coffee. It's my favorite place because they treat coffee almost like a cocktail. And so that's like my two favorite, you know, they, it can still have a recipe. It doesn't need to have alcohol in it. So you just go, if you look up the menu for five watt coffee, it's like they'll put bitters in a coffee and like honeycomb and just all kinds of things. Every I've been enjoying uh, soda water, bitters and like lemon. Everything's delicious. And I think it's partly just like the feeling of like treating yourself, you know, you're just like treating yourself to something that's a little more than just, um, getting a glass of water out of your fridge water dispenser, you know? Also, I do remember when I was saying post Hoffman, I was putting kombucha in, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> in a wine glass. And yeah, drinking yeah. It. I really like the kombucha in a wine glass. Sometimes I can trick myself into it being a bev, <laughs> and, some, and sometimes I'll have a bev. Yeah. And instead of opening another bev, switch I'll just to, switch to my kombucha. Switch to kombucha. And then I'm like, gut health check. <laughs> my son Lincoln <laughs> is like he is the best so at dumb. like kind of indulgent self-care and he has long been since he was a child he's been drinking his milk out of a champagne flute or martini glass every night at dinner birdie puts coca-cola into a wine glass and drinks it at dinner almost every night yeah he's always every drink goes into is that eli no lincoln oh interesting lincoln loves a fancy glass since since childhood but yeah just give yourself a little fancy glass put a little umbrella in it Whatever it is, I'm going to do it. Anyway, I still am smoking pot too, guys. It's not like it's well, not like I'm on like a sober journey. I'm just saying. Yeah. I was thinking about how I reference when in our interview with um, Brian Jordan Alvarez and Stephanie Koenig, how I reference that I got high and watched their movie. <laughs> their movie. <laughs> Spy yes. movie. Yes. Spy movie, which comes out December 10th, only on YouTube. <laughs> Um, which I loved. I'm such a huge fan of those guys. And it was so nice to talk to them. Like, I don't know. I just like they're however much younger they are than us. Almost 10 years, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like eight years younger or something. And just the way that they just, they want to make stuff. They just fucking make it, you know, and they don't have any like pretense about it like when Stephanie is talking about how they made this feature film and it's like genuinely great that movie is genuinely great yeah and like I know people who have like really gone almost like insane trying to make sure every detail of their film and spent so much money making these movies and I'm like this girl is over here doing it on her, you know, for free. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And making such an entertaining and awesome movie. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm really, I'm really into their stuff. I'm really into those guys. Yeah, yeah. They're super cool. I think it's probably just because she doesn't seem very precious about it, you know? Like, I think there is some value in knowing that you're a creative person, you're always going to make stuff and every single thing that you make doesn't have to be perfect because it's not going to be the last thing that you make. You know, it's like, this is how I feel about people ordering in a restaurant, by the way. You know, my most hated thing are people that fucking go back and forth 80,000 times in a restaurant about what they want to order. And I'm just like, bitch, you're going to eat again. Just pick like a thing that seems... (laughs) (laughs) No, Casey. She did not. She did not. thing that seems kind of interesting. And (gasps) if it's disappointing in any way, you'll be okay. You'll be all right. You'll make it to the next time. And but that's you can the thing, like, get the pot dude, pie next time. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I do think that the film, we've talked about this before. Yeah. The film and TV industry is just like ruled by precious bros. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also, who are like, it's brain surgery. And that's why we can't hire any women to do it. They don't know how to do this. There is 
specific kind of brain surgery. We're like, it's not. It's not brain actually surgery. brain surgery. I didn't need to go to USC to learn how to use Final Cut Pro. I mean, Stephanie talking about how she taught herself Final Cut Pro yeah. and like professionally edits all of their stuff. Like that in and of itself is like, yeah, guys, guess what? Yeah. You don't get to hold all of the keys to the kingdom and all the cards and say that it's like so difficult and exclusive that nobody right. can get in right. when it's like, you're just going to watch some tutorials on YouTube and I got it. Right, right. Not She's also, by the way, exceptionally talented. I'm yes. not saying that yes. she's not. I'm just saying that there are lots of ways in which this industry gatekeeps yeah. And well, she keeps out extraordinarily talented people. She took her talent and then she learned all the things that she didn't already know how to do in order to like show off her talent. You know, it's it it'll be very interesting what happens going forward when there's no more argument for like, well, you just don't have the experience. You just don't you've never done this because I think that one thing that is discouraging about this industry is like the the bullshit reasons that people give you for things. And so I think we're getting to a place where the bullshit's getting kind of thin and it's, you know, almost see oh, the bullshit's been thin. The bullshit's thin. So like it is a vellum. <laughs> before, it is a vellum. Before, it is tool. When people could tell you it's full of holes, <laughs> when people could tell you some legitimate sounding reasons for why something wasn't going to work out. Now they're just like, you know, I don't know, just giving you this thin bullshit because people know people, yeah. what they're doing more. So, you know, so it's interesting and it's easier to be like, Oh, it's just bullshit. I almost kind of wish that people would just be like, Hey, this is not for me. You know, like this is not, it's yeah. not a thing that I'm interested in making, but I think you're cool. And thanks for sharing it with me and good luck to you instead of like coding you with that thin bullshit. Ugh, but. I don't want it. I don't want it. I reject it. I reject <laughs> it. I don't want it. I have other thoughts and feelings and things to talk about, including the Supreme Court hearing opening arguments today about SB8, the Texas abortion law that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but should we listen to the interview first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to tell you a little story. Sometimes I'm on set and I'm like, really like need to brush my teeth and need or like, I want some like, um, mouthwash and I don't have any. <gasps> and then now I have bite and I love it. Bite toothpaste is incredible. Makes my teeth feel so clean and it's so much better for the environment and it's, there's no plastic toothpaste tubes. Do you know how many plastic toothpaste tubes are thrown out every year that end up in landfills and oceans? A billion. One billion. That is like 50 Empire State Buildings worth of plastic every single year. So Bite is reinventing it by making products that are good for you and the planet. The Hero product is the dry toothpaste tablets. They come in these reusable glass jars and the refills come in home compostable pouches. Come on. You pop one in your mouth, you bite down, you brush. It foams up just like regular toothpaste, but there's no plastic tube, no messy paste. My kids really love it. I have to tell you. Like 
I do think at first it's a little bit disconcerting. You know, you're used to toothpaste being toothpaste. But then once you get used to it, you're like, I'm never going back. Never going back. Um, They're made with clean ingredients. There's not harsh chemicals. There's no sulfates, which is a big deal in my house because I have a kid that's allergic to sulfates. Um, And sustainability and clean ingredients are the center of everything they do. Certified carbon neutral, cruelty-free, vegan, palm oil-free. All of the packaging and shipping materials are refillable, recyclable, or home compostable. This is pretty amazing, guys. And this is the future. You know what I mean? Like, we need to do more things like this for sure. Bite is offering our listeners 20% off your first subscription order. Go to trybite.com slash best or use code best at checkout to claim the deal. That's T-R-Y-B-I-T-E dot com slash best. I really want you to try it. And then once you get into it, you're never going to go back. Oh, Framebridge is the best. I love Framebridge. Guys, have you used Framebridge yet? And you know, listen, we got to get on these Christmas gifts because Christmas is a coming and we do not want to deal with this supply chain bullshit. And this is why Framebridge is the perfect gift for everyone in your life and also just for yourself. Art prints, posters, photos sitting on your phone, you Framebridge just about anything. This holiday season, Framebridge is the perfect way to give the gift that your friends and family are actually going to want to receive. Don't just give like slippers. Give them something really special and personal, something only you could give. This year, you need to gift better with Framebridge. Go to framebridge.com and upload a photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. Maybe it's a Harry Styles concert poster I don't know. Then you can preview your item online in dozens of different frame styles and gallery wall layouts. You choose your favorite or you can get free recommendations from their very talented designers. The experts at Framebridge will custom frame your item, deliver your finished piece straight to you or anyone on your list. A handcrafted personalized gift from Framebridge starts at just $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, Our listeners are getting 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use the code OURBEST. So order online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store anywhere to work with a designer in person if you happen to be in New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago. Guys, I love framebridge.com and I think you're going to love it too. So get started today. Frame your photos. Send someone the perfect gift for Christmas or Hanukkah. Kwanzaa or just the new year, whatever you celebrate, go to framebridge.com and use promo code OURBEST to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code OURBEST, framebridge.com, promo code OURBEST. Where are you? Where are you cute people? We're in Burbank. 
Yeah, we his ex boyfriend. Yeah, my high school, my first boyfriend ever is a good friend now, and he's a professional sound mixer. And so I was like, "Hey, can we go use your pro mics and record our, our end of this podcast?" Yeah. So you guys are gonna That's get really so good sound. Great. For us. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna sound s- like we're on a radio show. Yeah, you do. Oh, You're gonna sound better than us, Casey. What happened to my sound last week? I fucked something up. Busy was very tired, and so she kind of like reclined on her bed recording the podcast. But then it must have like loosened <gasps> her microphone no. cord. Oh, so you didn't get any sound? So what'd you do? Our editor, Josh, is really amazing. Hello, hello. Wait, you know what, though? Maybe there's something wrong with this microphone is just not recording. (laughs) You just show the other end of it and you're like, this isn't plugged in. (laughs) She's been tucking it into her pocket. (laughs) No, you guys. Like, it's not a pocket mic? (laughs) Hello? Hello? It's not working. Oh, my God. I've never been more. Well, I have been. But I am super... Burnout? What's going on? What's it? <laughs> Burnout. <laughs> I don't know. What is that? Isn't that isn't that a thing now? Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. That's just one of your. It's my it's one terms of that I've been right using. Yeah. The, the I've been, last you've two been days. you've I've I've like absorbed it. I've yeah. been like oh, it's I'm the new out. Epstein bar. I'm I'm burned out. <laughs> yeah. Wait. What's Epstein bar? Burnout. It's like um. What it, was the? A, it was a white lady disease in the eighties, George. Brian. <laughs> it was like um, B. Arthur Albert. had it or something. Or I'm um, I don't know if B. Arthur had it or if Dorothy had it on the Golden Girls. But oh, the characters did. had it. Yeah, but you know how it's like. But you know how like anytime you're on a television show, well, you guys are writers, but they just like write your real life into the television <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, after, yeah. Start after season one because they're they run out of ideas. So it's possible that both B. Arthur and the character of. Dorothy Spornak had Epstein Barr, but Epstein Barr has been replaced by a myriad of other white lady diseases <laughs> in the last what? But what, decade. What's the symptom of Epstein Barr? Epstein Barr was also known <laughs> as chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. But who doesn't have, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I mean, I was just talking about how anytime I eat any amount of food, I'm immediately tired and ready to fully fall asleep. And then people will tell you, they're like, that's because you're allergic to that food. (laughs) (laughs) And you shouldn't be eating it. And you're like, well, that's, I mean, it's everything. Yeah, it's it's just food. Yeah, I guess if I just eat like protein, like chicken breast, I don't, it does not make me fall asleep. It is mostly bread, yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) I mean, listen, there used to be, when I lived in uh, in Connecticut before I moved here, there was this um, van that drove around town that was like, "Sugar is drugs." Like it said it all, like oh all God. over the van but they or were whatever. Selling like sugar too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably buy these drugs. But I was, I was kind of like that person's clearly insane. Like they've dedicated their life <laughs> to making sure that this town knows that sugar is drugs. But also, what's not wrong? Them? Not yeah. like entirely wrong. Yeah. Um, you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, oh my God, thank you. Yeah. This is, it's very exciting. Stephanie, I don't know how to say your last name. Koenig. Koenig. Like Sarah yeah, like yeah. Koenig the, from Sarah Like Sarah Koenig. Koenig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, are you related to her? No, but she's helped all Koenigs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> pronunciation. Right, because because I'm sure before it would have been Koenig, right? Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. When I met and Brian, so that was my Koenig. question. Right. Yeah. She used to say she she had switched it to Koenig officially at one point, even though it's always been Because Hollywood is trying to change me. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess wow. I'm a Koenig. But it's but. A, it's Koenig. It's Koenig. Yeah. yeah. Like Sarah Koenig. Um, I've been such a huge fan of the two of you in your comedy partnership oh for so many years. Thank um, you. Thank you. Back You're to the, the early days of 
the gay and wondrous life of Caleb Gallo. Yes, yes, the <laughs> early days. The first kind of real appearance. The first days, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now I have a lot of questions for the two of you together and separately. Yes. But since you're together, let's just stick with the together ones. Um, first of all, I want to know, are you guys... Com- are you so- do you consider yourselves like creative soulmates, creative partners? I think life? so. Yeah. yeah, we don't really talk about it, but yeah, actually, every once in a while we'll <laughs> say yeah. something like that. It must not be talked about. Every once in a while, I send something <laughs> deeply sentimental to Steph. And, yeah, and that I'm just like I'm so grateful that you exist, and that, yeah, and usually it is soul related where I'm saying like, wow, I can't believe I found you in this life where it almost yeah. feels like we were like we've been meeting in various lifetimes and we're doing it again this time because it was. So instant and I remember the night we met she asked something that was almost like do you have because you know you can either have room for friend for a new friend in your life or not and she said and we were connecting so much and Mm -hmm. she was like do you are you and I was like do I have room for a friend in my life yes I want to be friends with you yeah and then we like uh, we became best friends. I was just going to say we basically started working together to keep the friendship because yeah, you know yeah, yeah. you meet somebody in LA and there's always like I'll see you. Yeah, yeah. you can just drift apart. Yeah, so and, we made we started shooting things yeah. in order to stay close. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys were on the same page about the soulmate thing because I got like a little nervous that. <laughs> oh yeah, if one of us, was one like, of you would oh. be like, oh, I don't feel that way at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just feel like he's just one of those people that I kind of make jokes with, but there's other people in my life <laughs> that I feel close with. <laughs> uh, but I really love what you said about working together to be together. Like yeah. that's kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it feels very much a part now of we don't friendship. have to do it so actively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, we hang out without making stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. So you guys weren't like in a class together. You didn't you weren't like those people that like we met at UCB level one or I don't know the classes, Thank but God, they, I no. assume it's actually like it sadder than that. It is, we, yeah. we I were, love it. Okay, we were twenty five and we were hired actor. We had no career at this point. We had both done some stuff, but we weren't like in the system yet, so to speak. Yeah, I don't think we had fans. We we didn't have fans. (laughs) And we were 25. (laughs) And we were the hired actors in a student film. UC Santa Barbara student film, yeah. So we were like the adult actors that they were hiring to play the parts and we liked in cast. But by the way, can I just say, Brian, I, I... know lots of people who went to like grad school at USC and stuff and like real actors would do their student films. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay yes. that yeah. Good. I loved the UCSB UC, yes, UCSB film department. Yeah. yeah. They were so sweet. They yeah, were very, yeah, yeah. well, I think we did it because it seemed like they, they did do a good job at like, it was fun. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. fun. Yeah. But it, you yeah, know, but it never feels like particularly something to brag about to be like, Mom, I'm working on this UCSB <laughs> short about New Year's Eve. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know. And we were romantic interests in the film. Yeah. Oh, Which we never— Which is not real. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the chemistry was. The chemistry yeah. was real. Exactly. I remember driving home, actually, after the first—because we had, like, all these scenes together the first day— uh-huh. And really, this is so dorky, but I was like driving home and like playing music and I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Like I just remember like feeling like a big surge of like, this is something. Yeah. And it was true. Oh. Yeah. Was really That's so exciting. Yeah. One thing that I love about the two of you and guys, there's a lot, a lot of stuff that you can watch all over. You guys really cross pollinate all different kinds of 
ways of doing and making and entertaining. And I so appreciate that as someone who feels consistently stuck mm. in one lane of doing things. Mm. Do you? I feel uh, like yeah, in what in way? So yeah. Lanes. <laughs> oh well, God. I just mean that like I I really I'm so uh Im- constantly impressed by your creativity yeah. um in your like using social media, both of you using social media for different yeah. stories and creating I mean Brian, I messaged Brian over the summer that um well, I think it's the rich assholes on vacation or whatever is my, like that became my favorite TV show of the summer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but before that, like I was like deeply invested in Chardelaine mm, yes, and yes. Um, that love oh, story yeah, and yeah. Tetrick. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone listening, these are all like, these are all, what would, what would you call oh, them? Yeah. Just different storylines from my, my Instagram. Right. Yeah. Instagram. And yes. stuff too, like the crossover, like I, I feel like, but then also you guys are like, Stephanie's on the flight attendant. Brian, you like were on like the last several years of Will Will and Grace. Grace. I don't know how many, I don't really do research, guys. (laughs) Um, But but no, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you guys do, like, so you're, you guys are there, you know, in that world. But then you're like making your own shit on the small scale. And then you've been used... Like the YouTube thing. Yeah. yeah. You're right. They're making it's, shows. Yeah. And now this feature that Stephanie wrote and directed. Did you guys write it? Wait, Stephanie. No, you? no. It's yeah. all stuff. It's her movie. I'm an actor it's, in that movie. Yeah, he's yeah. my lead actor. You're, yeah. you're multiple actors in that movie. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You play two very I wanted to stretch roles. him yeah. pretty far. No, but Steph, Steph is an incredible director and writer. It's like. <laughs> I mean, if we can even say that. It's yeah. so far. We can. <laughs> yeah. I can I, say I believe that. actually <laughs> you wrote and directed this movie. Yeah, and edited. Movie, which. And, and, and started in and started and wrote some music as well. I'm yeah, playing all hats here. Yeah, yeah. Trying. And edit. Yeah, the editing. I I was telling um, Jonathan Chrysler that earlier today. Do you guys know Jonathan Chrysler at all? He's this great, but he makes all these really. He made um, baskets, Portland, baskets, Portland. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so yeah. funny, so great. And I was uh, tell, wait. Oh, I was just telling him that your editing to me. Is is, is like is kind of the big X factor? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Because she's so meticulous with her editing. Is that something that's born out of like? Do you think making content on line and through YouTube first, or was it something? It's just the way your brain works. Like, I think it's a little both. So, like, I uh, so so he had made. I hadn't edited, known how to edit. Only like iMovie stuff. Um, he had made Caleb Gallo and all of our sketches. We started off with like sketches on YouTube that were like mini going viral. Yes, yeah, that's true. One um, minute sketches, a bunch of one minute sketches. Yeah, and then he made Caleb Gallo, and that was such a huge success. And then I had um, wanted to make this other show that I made with him uh, in it called Stupid Idiots, right. and he was like, "Okay, well," I, it was almost like you were like, "Yes, I'll do it." Uh-huh. But you have to edit it and do all the work. Right. I was like, I'll do it, but I'm only going to act, act in, in it. it. Because I there's something I, – I think I'm changing as I get older, but there's something about like the clarity of roles that I like where I'm like, yeah. okay, then you're my director and, and yeah. the writer and I'm just here and I'm going to do – so that I don't feel like which I'm such having to help make actually. it. Yeah, exactly. Which, I was yeah. going to say, I think that that sounds amazing because um, because – I'm sure a lot of people get into creative partnerships where it seems like it's going to be like 
one way and then it turns out that it's actually another way. So I love that you're clear about it. I think that's yeah. really helpful. Yeah, yeah. Then he just showed me a couple of tricks of editing and and then I just I picked it up. Oh God, yeah, she was a natural. It was great. Because I've been editing stuff since I was like 12. So I don't know. But yeah, and then she watched a bunch of YouTube tutorials and now she's like the best like editor <laughs> the- on Final Cut in the world. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. When I call Final Cut because they have a pro call line, they hate me so much and they... <laughs> They, it's so funny. Like, they treat me like, because there's a call line. So I'm like, I'm going to call you. I've got a question. And they, and I love them. I like them. They're great. But they basically will, I'll be like, hey, okay, so I'm trying to do this really specific thing that I know I could do. I just don't, I, I, I there's not enough tutorials to, you know, it's like a really, I can't Google what this is. And it's like, I right. just want to touch this here, whatever. And they'll talk to me like, Oh boy, yeah, you got to be a pro to do that. I'm so sorry, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm a pro. I'm a yeah, pro. they talk down. And they're to like, you. yeah, no. I mean, I can send you a couple tutorials, and then I have to like figure out how to do it. Yeah, myself. and then you so call I'm them back, and you're like, big mistake, huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, or do you just have Brian call, and then you, yeah, yeah. They, when they start telling him start because that. they just assume yeah. that it's. He's yeah. a professional because he's a man. You can be like, suckers. I know. Exactly. I'm the one taking the notes. I hand the phone back to Steph, yeah. yeah. And then she wins an Oscar for it and she calls him back and she's like, I figured it out <laughs> yeah. myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the big mistake is the Oscar for editing. <laughs> are you are you deep on the message boards? Are you like, are, do, no. you, do you go, oh, okay, I was going to say. Are you deep in editing message boards? That is how I find out how to do anything. Where like, are this they whole- located? You know what? I don't know because I've never tried to edit a movie, but I am a researcher at heart. So Mm. I'm going to find some and email them to you because I bet there are some where like a bunch of guys are dying to answer your question. Yeah. I'll I'll make sure I put like a picture of me first before I ask the question. Are you deep into Reddit? Casey? Oh my God. I love Reddit. The only thing I don't like is, am I the asshole? Like I had to turn it off because I'm like, you're always the asshole. If you're asking, you're the asshole. Oh yeah. Like every person, like, I don't think there's ever been but one or two non-assholes in the history of, am I the asshole? Wait, what's am I the asshole? Is that a thing? It's like where somebody will be like, post a question on this thing that's headed. Oh, and then the the question is, am I the asshole? Yeah. Uh, And they're like, um, listen, I told my sister she can't come to my wedding because she's too fat. Am I the (laughs) asshole? And then it's, I think we decided that am I the asshole feels like a troll. Yes. A lot of times it feels like a troll. I think it's a troll. It feels like a troll to trick us. And we're just like, I'm not, the internet's already such trickery. I'm only here for the funny stories. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Same. but Reddit, uh, uh, on the whole, like, I know that it has, like, a, a scary, dodgy history, but I love Ask Me Anything. Mm. I think you guys would be a huge hit on Ask Me Anything. Hell I love yeah. the, the, like, Reddit skincare section is really, oh. I could just, I could lose days to it. I've never gotten into Reddit at all because I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah. Well, also, it's kind of exclusive. It yeah, is? it's true to be like a member of the community and to sort of like. I'll try to be- post stuff there, and they'll be like, "You're not in enough to post that." Yeah. I don't oh my god! Know what Have you is. ever tried to change a Wikipedia page? <laughs> no, no. But oh I my god, start. I've never been put in my place harder than trying to make an edit to someone's Wikipedia page. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> put in my place harder. <laughs> Wait, busy two two things. Yes. Busy. 
Yeah. This song that I'm so obsessed with that I got from you. What's it called? It's like, I didn't know it. And I, watching the fall grease. You know that song? Divided the You have 20 so, seconds. Hold on. To yeah, answer. I know. God, what's it? They're going to have to cut this part out. No, no. But I, I listen to it on repeat. Is it? Is it Phoenix by Big, Big Red Machine Fleet Fox? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I listen to that song constantly. That song is so good. And also, mm-hmm. I exercise a lot. But I feel like you're the only person that I know that exercises more than me. You exercise a lot. You're gonna have how often you're you gonna exercise? have the shock of your lifetime right now. Wow. I stopped working. <gasps> well, maybe totally. that's good. Like I literally have been seven days a week for years. Right. And then in August, I had like essentially a mental breakdown. <laughs> I coincided with a physical one and my knee like was super swollen. And then I went to the Hoffman Institute guys and what's the Hoffman Institute? Oh my goodness. Is that a good You're going to have to listen to the podcast. This, but I think this is going to be like the, the Hoffman Institute is going to be the subject of your next like series of Instagram videos. Okay. Great. Well, some people inspired by. Every time I explain to people what the Hoffman Institute is, they're like, oh, like Nicole Kidman. And I'm like, I, yes, I guess. Like Nine Perfect Strangers. I never yeah. saw, oh. I didn't see Nine Perfect Strangers. But it's like a, it's like an I'm immersive, it's an immersive experiential therapy week. Great. Mm-hmm. Long right. program where you turn over your phone and computer and oh, that they, sounds and you're like, great. Did you? It's really interesting. I want to do that. Yeah, I benefited yeah, yeah. greatly. Highly from recommend. It. Yeah, recommend. Highly recommend. Okay. I Let's I've go. said and I've said it on this podcast. I've said it everywhere. For a week, no phone. Mm-mm. No I mean, contact just with that anyone. enough would be would like change my life. I mean, if I didn't have right? my phone for a week, it changes your brain. <laughs> but um, it's like. In all of the therapy that I've done, it's the single most effective thing that I've ever done to like really make a seismic shift in my brain and body. But they tell you, I was like sort of from August until I left in September for Hoffman for that week, I was still trying pushing myself, trying to work out as much, like I was making it like three times a week, but I was in so much pain. And then uh, Hoffman, they ask you to stop doing anything that you do as a routine. (gasps) So I had to stop working out. And then here's the crazy realization that I had while I was there was that, I don't even know if I said this on the podcast, Casey. Yeah. Well, we are, they're all dead people. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but, that I had been sort of telling myself and the world that my working out was a vital part of my mental health mm. when in actuality <gasps> my working out was punishing myself. Oh wow. my God. That Whoa. sounds yeah. like possibly and was, exactly something I need to hear. I think my fiance needs to hear that. Oh my God. And was like deeply, deeply born out of a place of like self-flagellation and hatred. Right, right. Right. So I haven't quite recovered to the point of like wanting to get back on the tramp, so to speak. Right. Yeah. right. But I do like, I, I don't know. I think I will at some point. But the good news is, Brian, is you're the number one exerciser now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. The silver lining. No, and the good news is that when I actually reach a more enlightened state, I'll get to work out less, which is good news for me, too. Well, I am fully enlightened. I, exactly. I Stephanie never day. works out. She's my, like, to, 
Well, you do sometimes, but you're like my North Star of apparently North Star is very in right now to say, and I've it's caught on with Yeah, you've too, so. been saying it a lot. I've yeah. said it yes. like seven times, so. Yeah. I like it. But you're my North Star of like someone who is happy in their life and doesn't do exercise every day. Wow. And so I'm always like, well, then this has to be possible. Okay. I'm wearing Stephanie's jacket. And, and Stephanie, if I may say, you glow. You yeah. look yes. fantastic. Yes, exactly. You you see, oh, you like you. My gosh. have an outer and an inner glow. I would so. agree. Put some highlighter on <laughs> today. So I might <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think like, because exercise is interesting. Like, they, you know, in, in all the podcasts you listen to, it's like you have to move to live. Like you have to keep mm-hmm. moving, you know, whether Running it's like walking. Zombies, yeah. <laughs> for, to, yeah, to train for the upcoming <laughs> apocalypse. apocalypse yeah. But um, yeah, so I have a lot of, not too much guilt, but, like, thoughts that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't work out. Which I do want to, like, for my older self. Like, Right. I, that's she wants yeah. to do it for its, its, like, clinical health benefits. Yeah. But you don't need it for your mood. I need it for my mood. Well, see, yeah. also, Brian, I thought that, too. But I right. do think that there were other things true. happening. Yeah, in fact, in- I'm, like, giving myself a drug to help my mood come up when it's only down for other things that maybe could be solved. In better ways right. than exercise. But also, hmm. here's the other thing that I want to say. Yes, for your body as it gets older. But also, why did we all, like, decide that we needed to do such hard things and things that were so hard <laughs> on our bodies? And then you see, like, Madonna is, like, cannot walk. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> like, right. and like yeah. no, I mean, I fucking love Madonna. But that yeah, lady course. put her body through, right. like, torture she's yeah. a professional dancer right. and then the member of the hardcore yoga and stuff i just don't yeah. know if any of us need to work out that hard yes. right, all the right, time right. Yeah, and so it's maybe like, a little gentle work work out, out if it makes you happy yeah yes yeah move the the guy like my new thing is that i'm trying to find like i danced a lot at the harry styles concert guys yeah. i just am trying to find things that like bring Real my body joy. Yes. Yes. but that is yeah. actually like a like dancing in general i will oh, say my friend so is a dance movement therapist in michigan yeah. uh, at this like clinic um like a psych ward clinic and the impacts that that like just moving your body in a way like you're like getting out so much emotions that's like that are like yes. stuck in you when you dance and yeah. it actually like does like anytime that I've danced, I'm like never in a bad mood after after I dance. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I wanted to mention one of the things that I loved so much about the movie, a a spy movie, is how many dancing jokes there were in it. Yes, there's so much dancing. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Steph, are you are you a dancer? Were yeah, you I used a dancer? to be. Yeah, like a competitive, yeah. crazy, crazy competitive. She's one of those people like do like champion. twenty fuetes. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't as good as the dance studio I went at. I got was a I would say B level, which what we called I was B level, um, which did a lot on my psyche. Um, <laughs> You're but, A oh, level no. here. But yeah, no, so you were like dance, a dance mom's kid. Yeah, I didn't. I would say. Moms were all pretty normal. Your mom cared okay. about it less than you did. Right? Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. dance teacher was in like very like top notch. Yeah, made you it. do like we we sorry did not to segment. We'll go back to spot. But it was like Monday through Friday. Right after school, you'd go to dance until about like ten o'clock, maybe nine o'clock at night, and then Saturday and Sunday you'd wake up for like a seven a.m. rehearsal and stay there from like seven p.m. like Saturday Sunday. It was like crazy. But yeah. anyway, and did you love it all? Did you love it so much? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's yeah. like, and like all the, my comedy and humor is like mine from all those dance. Yeah. Like making people laugh with body movements, I think is. Mm. It's something we have in common, I think. Yeah. In spy, in, in <clears throat> your movie, mm-hmm. spy yeah. movie. Yes. Um, I feel like you, yeah, there's lots of dance jokes, but there's also like so much good choreography. Mm. Yeah. 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 You really it nailed it. Fight Thanks. Yeah. yeah fight that, choreography yeah. done by Stephanie Koenig. Yeah. Did you really? <laughs> you choreographed the fights? Yeah. No, that one guy choreographed know? some fight, didn't he? Which guy? In the bathroom? Remember? No, we, I mean, we did it together, but it, like as director, it was like blocking. Wow. Yeah. I had not processed that. as. But the, I hired stunt I fighters to fight, know, and you were just as good as the stunt fighters, but like to so pick up the choreography like dancers really fast. Yeah. I mean, like the, the, the martial arts fighters in that scene in the alleyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, that was so. Those guys are in Marvel movies, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. One of them is like Dallas's. the lead in the next, yeah, some Marvel movie. I mean, he's insane. Uh, oh but my they god, that's amazing! Kind of choreographed it with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that's the really and cool. then the guy just dancing. I love him. I know. Um, well, Casey Fry, he's yeah. yeah. I mean, do you guys yes. know Casey Fry? He's Not like a, he's like a bit, but he's yes. like almost like one of the great kings of the internet. Yeah, the, it's like. Yeah. Because I think he was a Vine star, and now he's he's just it's he's like if you're deep internet, funny. yeah. And his da- yeah, he does these funny dances that are so he he's truly one of my favorite entertainers yeah. on earth. I just will watch. We'll just send each other videos of him. For yeah. Hours. yeah, he was yeah. amazing. And besides the dancing, which was amazing, like so, just a number of visual gags. I really, really just appreciated Stephanie how much. You wrote that was just like, I've been finding a lot of joy in like the throwaway lines and moments <laughs> yeah. in things like because it seems like everything is so done by a formula now, which obviously, like, I guess that makes sense. Like, business wise, like, you have a successful formula, you follow it. But it, it's to me because I pay close attention to all of these things it gets really dull for me my friend steve young calls it comedy damage where from working in comedy so many years i can't honestly laugh at things i just say like that's funny you know right, like i just right. i just right. analyze like, it for really like worked yeah, yeah. yeah it's like exactly. you know how the math Ex- problem worked like, yeah, you know yeah. the math Ex- behind it Exactly. So there were so many moments in your movie that were honest to goodness funny because they diverted from the formula and made me laugh. So I was so appreciative of yes. that. That's yes. amazing. No one's doing it these days. It's and no, people I really happen. don't. I was la- I was lolling. I got a little high. Oh <laughs> yes. yes. I was a little high, guys. Five. And I watched <laughs> the spy movie. So Steph, so from I just am curious about the evolution of your process as a filmmaker. We talk a lot about pivots on this podcast, but I'm just curious, like, how you decided this is what you, you wanted to do, a feature, and you wanted to do a spy movie spoof, which, by the way, we have not had for, for a quite bit. some time. Yeah, it's time. Um, <laughs> it has been time. It is time, and I'm glad it's yours because I fucking loved it. I guess my thought is that I just wanted to make it's. I was like, well, I know I want to make a feature. And, like, Brian had made how many features? Three features? Two or three, yeah. Yeah, and I just kind of have – he's a little bit of a mentor in a way. But I had, like, seen him mm-hmm. kind of go through it and see that, like, you know, like like a teacher in a way where it's like, well, this is, this is doable. And I knew that I wanted to do something with Brian as the star because it's, like – 
80% is like already taken care of when I put them in front of the camera. Cause oh. I'm like, well, if I wrote this poorly, you'll fix it. Okay, go. Oh. You know, but, um, but yeah, I was, I was like going to write, you know, when you're like, for, you do your first feature and it's like, you know, the indie and I'm like, I'm going to vomit. Oh, my indie drama. Yeah. You're yeah, saying, like, what can I do? That's not like some indie uh, drama. Yeah. I didn't want to be in apartments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> apartments. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to be in apartments, like talking about relationships. Right. right. I don't think I'm very right. good at that. <laughs> like right, I knew right. it would bore people. Wait, also for the record, <laughs> Steph, this is just a quick tangent, but Stephanie actually books so much drama work as an actor because she's such a great, she's so great at acting. Her IMDB credits are thick. I know. They're thick. Are they yeah. are not. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah, you're you're so funny, but also you're just such a great actor that you also it's book a lot of drama. But anyway, yeah, you didn't want it to be people just in apartments talking about relationships. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Stephanie and Brian, because you've both sort of done this indie thing. I spend a lot of time talking to young people that are trying to like get into the business. Busy and I have had this conversation a million times where we're like, it's kind of funny when people are like, just make your movie, just make your thing, just get a camera, you know, what's the bit? busy that it's Janexa Bravo on that on the panel I think it's at Sundance or something and like she, do you guys know who didn't know Janexa no. no she made the Zola movie oh, yeah. Uh, yes. yes oh yeah yeah but she's an she's an she's an actor and a filmmaker and stuff and she just is like does this whole thing where she's like just make your movie just like get a camera just like use your oh, like yeah. dad's house at the lake just like <laughs> just like use like just like ask your dad if like you can just like use his credit card just use your credit card just use your credit card that has the $50,000 limit like yeah. just like the idea people right. say that right. yeah like they like give those tips as right. if that's something that people can do. Right. Okay. We are here yeah. to say and that it, it can be done for cheap. Yeah, no. And <laughs> pro- props to Steph. Yeah, first of all, it's very cheap, but also props to Steph because she did spend some, I mean, way less than any real budget ever. Like, it was like I five think grand you, production budget probably. Okay, great. But, that's amazing. But all I'm going to say less, is that that's Steph's money that she has made from acting on television. You know, that's her hard-earned right. money. But again, five grand. Uh, and we had always, and the Kickstarter thing is there for peeps who like are like, oh man, I don't have five Grand. Yeah, we've never but done a. Yeah, we've never. You don't done need five grand. You need well. I guess I lucky because I know a DP. You're also my fiance. Yeah, her fiance filmed it. And he has a, like, an incredible eye. He's also a great actor, Chris yeah. Riggie. He Just plays like the mumbling DP. man guy. <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Screw a DP and uh, yeah. and, and beer on editor. But no, it really is like you have to. Um, the more you know how to do, the cheaper it gets because mm-hmm. yeah. we know how things should look. We just have learned that over the years, and we've also been blessed to work with a lot of really great uh, DPs and I mean that, yeah. that are friends. We don't have a sound yeah. guy. We're our sound people. Right. We run sound on iPhones. The sound, we're picking up sound on iPhones that are strapped to people's bodies with ace bandages. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Saves a lot. It saves yeah. a lot. And then we edit it ourselves. So it's just like, yeah. I mean, now you are getting a colorist and a sound person. But yeah. that's almost the first time you've done that. But yeah. So it seems like you're just really willing to jump in. And like you said, Brian, you've been doing this editing and making little movies since you were like 12 years old or something. Yeah. Has there ever been something that you've been intimidated to jump in and try? Because you like, you're like, well, there's 
you know, this is an independent movie. I'm funding it myself, but it's like real. And there is some real money like sunk into this, your money, Stephanie, that you worked hard for. So does that ever make you scared to try something? Like I'm going to fuck this up or. It's, it's funny. It's the opposite because it's my scared, money. I'm right. less scared. That's like how oh, I walk good. out of movies at movie theaters. If I don't like them. Cause I'm like, I paid for this. I can just leave <laughs> if I don't like it, you know? Do you guys ever do that? I walk out of, if I don't like a movie, I walk out because I'm like, well, I pay, like nobody else is taking the damage. You're from in control this, of your you own know? life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember the last time I saw a movie. <laughs> I was going to say, you should see Dune in theaters. It's so good. Is it so good? I, I loved, loved it. My yeah. kid's obsessed with uh, T. Chalamet, so maybe oh, I'll yeah. take you my should. kid to see it. It's, yeah, yeah. it's I don't good. know, guys. <laughs> I saw spy, I saw your spy movie, so I think I'm good for my quota for sure. <laughs> but that's yeah. what I'm saying to you. Like, I think I, I think especially during this this pandemic time. First of all, I find the golden age of television to be like make vomiting. Like, I hate it. Like, it's too much. I don't know what to watch. I can't even like I don't know where to find anything. Therefore, like. What I watch you guys do online is legitimately my favorite. Those are my oh, favorite TV shows. So I, like, I get so excited. The fact so... that I know this it is, is amazing. It is my favorite thing. And like watching your movie stuff and like stuff, guys, by the time you see it, it'll be color corrected and whatever. Um which whatever. But she she sent this thing. The color like, looked not, great. The color looked great, Steph. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe oh, save yeah. that money. It's going to look even better. It's going to look even better. Yes. It's going to be on, on your YouTube channel December 10th. Right, Brian? Yes. YouTube.com slash Brian Jordan Alvarez on December 10th. Steph wants to put it on my YouTube channel. It's not. It's oh, my not God. My I really idea. want to because it's, it it's a, a lot network. of followers. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a. It's my yeah. ABC. She puts stupid it's my idiots CBS. on it. Yeah. That. <laughs> and then can I. Steph, can I ask a question? This is also for young people that are trying to do what you're doing that aspire to do what you do. Like. When that movie comes out on December 10th, like what is your hope that will come from it? Like what's your fondest mm, wish that's a great for the yeah. for the life of that movie? Oh my gosh. Well, big viral. Everybody I just want everyone <laughs> Big viral. <laughs> big viral. <laughs> oh, big viral. Come on, big viral. <laughs> come on, big viral. That really is our lives. Come on, big viral. <laughs> Every single thing we post. Come on, big viral. Uh, <laughs> So uh, basically, the reason we're creating any of this is because I feel like our specific brand of humor, we've been trying to get it through in the mainstream, and it is hard and long, and it takes forever. And, like, yeah. honestly, even if, if I if I finally—the hope is to, to, to never do a movie like this again on my own budget. The hope is, like, a studio movie. Um, but I had to do this first because I, I, if I had made some of those jokes on my— um, script like send that into a studio movie like no no they'd be like this is right. you're terrible you suck but i have to like show that you have to shoot it, it and edit it and then you yeah it to be like yeah. i swear it's a working formula so basically want it to be a working formula where enough people because it's free like people love it and like really get it like a bunch of people so it's like a proven thing to like the studios like no 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 this works. It's like Halloween. The movie Halloween. Yes. No studio would buy it. They were like, we're going to put it out. I was like, oh, my God, this is me. I am <laughs> these people. But, like, no studio would buy it. And then um, they made it. They, like, put it in random theaters in cities to, like, see how it would do. And it did so well. And then wow. they kept every, like, Halloween the next year. They were like, wow. this is a proven model. Wow. But basically, yeah. I just they did that with Big Bang Theory, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the viral. truth is. Yes, but I mean, I fully, 
I fully feel you. The thing is, though, it is so fu- you're so fucking good and you're so talented. And I do feel like I don't know if you guys were just like two cis straight white dudes that like you'd already have. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd yes. already have like some huge thing. Uh, with yeah, some big corporation. I try not to think and about it too much, but yeah. I know it fucking right. bums me out. I so know, like, yeah. I, I, you I know, you. I, Absolutely. yeah, there is the thought of like, God, if like a dude, like, mm. oh, it's this white dude made this movie, like, I wonder how far it would get him. But I think, are you kidding? He would be directing the next fucking Marvel movie. That's the goal. Uh, that is before, the goal. Right. You yeah. should be. Yeah. <laughs> or at least an episode of Girls 5 Eva next season. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't, oh, in an instant. Oh my yeah. god! I just started watching the show. By the way, I'm sh- <laughs> I, w- I love Peacock. I uh, love the show. I'm so shocked at it's like it's the you're so funny in it. It's the thanks. Tina Fey thing where it's like all of a sudden you just have like so many jokes per minute. Yes. It's insane. Yeah, yes. God, how do yeah. they do that? Yeah. It's I don't so know. Great. It's crazy. That's just how yeah. she is. She's it's really like how a, she is. She's um, a machine. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Well, I do want to say something for people. We, we already got to see the movie, which, um, you know, that I feel very grateful is very such a perk of We're doing this podcast. It. But um, for people who are wondering if you want to watch it, and Stephanie, if the, if you hate this comparison, I'm so sorry because comparison sometimes is. <laughs> but I found for for people that have been watching Only Murderers in the Building with Steve Martin and Martin Short, yeah, I found like it sort of pushed those similar buttons, Ooh. like uh, like similar comedy buttons to me, like the joy that I'm missing in so many of the things that I've been watching. I recently watched Only Murderers in the Building, and I was like, yes, this is funny, not because of like the the main jokes in it, but because of all the smaller details. Yeah, and your movie was just funny, funny, plus packed with a million smaller details, exactly like you're just talking about with Tina Fey, by the way. So I, so I encourage people to really check it out because it's just like, it might've had a small budget, but you just really jammed it with really funny stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's part two with all the actors in it. Like I, I'm very smart in, like hiring like the funniest people around us yeah. like that is and I just let them go off you know mm-hmm. I'm like do you do whatever yeah. like I love it was great how many times people showed up and didn't know the lines that was also a really fun kind of thing because <laughs> yeah. then you can just improv more yeah um, but but you know they're able to be free <laughs> and I do think that there's something really incredible about like how you guys have built over these last I don't know however many years I've been watching your stuff um, like these, a little troop of actors and performers that you just keep, you know, coming back to because you guys have such a good, um, you know, working relationship with one another and yeah, the absolutely. stuff just sells, yeah. you know, it's so fucking funny. You guys are so funny together. Oh, um, that makes me so happy. And I was so happy to see Jack Plotnick in. Yes, Jack Plotnick. Yes. yes. I, I love Jack Plotnick. There's so, so many funny. great people. I know. He's, he's so oh great. God. And I, he always like, to me, that's like the, the legitimacy cherry on top of anything <laughs> funny. I <know>. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I mean, I was just so floored that he said yes. I was like, oh my God, thank you, Jack. Oh, I'm not. He's smart. He knows, he's smart. <laughs> he knows he knows what he stuff. should appear in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, I wondered if you had any thoughts about 
spy movie too. If you have like a whole franchise in your head. Oh, oh my God. I would do it instantly. Yeah. it. You know, it's like I would do the – okay, the thing about making a movie uh, – the hardest part about making a movie is that— hauling equipment around. You're, you're a construction <laughs> That's worker. That's the hard part. You turn into a construction worker. Yeah. It's not even the money that you sink into it. It's literally carrying 50-pound tripods around. The props <laughs> the and props, the tripods. Yes. I mean, you if you couple. had a camera behind what was happening and you saw how we shot it, it's like— Gorilla. It's a camera. It's, it's just a, a camera. camera. Maybe some lights sometimes, but usually yeah. just a camera but and the me, actors. But Chris yeah. and I would literally pack the our tiny Mazda 2, like, full of props and full yeah. of— Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, all the light gear and the, the extension yeah, cords, just all of it. extension cords. Yeah, like, yeah. the car oh was God. just such a mess. But, it's, yeah, and then as you're driving, and it, it's just—it's so much. We have, like, and a just couple— just getting that many people together. That's one of yeah, the hardest the parts about scheduling and the feeding. I, so, like, <laughs> if I could do a sequel— <laughs> If I could do a sequel where I didn't have to worry about, like, feeding people and lugging things around— yeah. Sequel will be in the mix. Oh, my God. They, we had a couple, um, like, luckily, because we had a couple fans, like, there were a couple production assistant people that <laughs> came. <laughs> Every once in a while, they would show up, and it would be like, they were so hold this, sweet. please. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry, but luckily, because we had a couple fans is one of my favorite. <laughs> luckily, we had a couple fans at the time. You're, I mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do. When I, I worked, I was telling these guys earlier that I worked on Watch What Happens Live. When we first started that show, we had like the, only four people worked on it. Wow. And so I would I would invite friends of mine to be like, do you want to come and like hang out at the show tonight? And I would be like, go make 50 copies of this. <laughs> I do the same thing. And then, like, I remember my friend Callie being like, did I just enter? Like, like, I just... I work for you now? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I I didn't know that show started so small. It's such an American institution at this point. (laughs) It really is. It's major. That's very impressive. Yeah, it's come a long way. It's come a long way. You you guys could also think of um, Spy Movie as, as the Watch What Happens Live of... Yeah. Absolutely. Future films. Of films. Yes. It is. When films. people ask us, we'll be like, well, in a lot of ways, it's the watch what happens live of feature <laughs> films. Yeah. You guys could probably like auction off opportunities to do shit for you. Oh my God, totally. Wait, isn't that what GoFundMe Somebody is? else was saying this the other day. Wait, I don't yeah. get it. You guys, oh, like- I would fully buy it. I would, <laughs> no, I would, pay, Go, I would pay for GoFundMe is people just give you money, but I think you could do something even beyond GoFundMe. Wait, where and how do, like, does it work? The- they pay for the low price of one thousand dollars you can get our lunch <laughs> oh interesting yeah it's insane. like a bit of reverse psychology huh and people are like yeah right, that I feels like be. a little bit like a religious kind of cult kind of <laughs> you've all you've always yeah, dreamed of working in the film industry come brush my hair <laughs> oh my god for five hundred dollars no, no. Oh gosh! It, you know what was really hard. You know what was really Just hard saying. during shooting this movie <laughs> was we started before COVID, and then had to film oh. after. Yeah. Wait, oh what? God. Yeah. It, it was, was like th- there are scenes that are a year and a half apart. Yeah, it's like a we, like, real walk big from movie. One room we to another. To do- yeah. yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I've always loved that about filmmaking is like you never know. Like if somebody is walking from one room into another and it's continuous, they might have been filmed a year and a we half did. apart. The, oh, the, the whole, <laughs> like, did he get older? The whole beginning. Are, okay. 
We had we had a couple actors say I we had shot before so and out of order so we had a couple actors say like, <laughs> and out of order mind you yeah. this film we're not shooting in order <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'm just laughing because that's so normal yeah, yeah exactly but anyway long story short they were like no I don't feel comfortable like uh, it was like um, the summer. Uh, during oh, the no. first summer of COVID. Yeah, yeah, which of course makes sense. Yeah, yeah and so I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. So I had to like rewrite a bunch of stuff. Yeah, shot with stuff. So oh, everything was outside. Yeah. yeah, so it was just a mind. It was, I, you were constantly figuring out new and inventive ways to, to, to I mean, there were times definitely when it felt like it was not going to get finished. Yeah, but, but we like yeah. got everybody yeah. tested. We like put, uh, like yeah, we had to be six safe. feet away from every, it was, Absolutely. it was hard. Super um, safe. But what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, nobody got COVID on our set, which was really nice. Because there, were, oh, there, weren't, there weren't anybody, there wasn't anybody on the set to get COVID. There were, there were, <laughs> right. You know that, like, there's, like, a charity event? Like, that was, I was, like, I was, like, writing that charity event being, like, this is the time I'm going to pull on all our fans. I'm going to get, like, 100 fans to, like, show up. <laughs> Meanwhile, COVID happened, and I was, like, okay, I need seven people to spread out. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And oh like, you guys are at a huge event. Yeah. And then that's why people. I say that line where I'm, like, uh, this guy's talking to me, and I'm like, "You didn't decorate for this party," and I think that's a power move. <laughs> oh yeah, because we just <laughs> party, party. It's, it's really genius. I want you guys to play like um, a billionaire couple as well. Oh, like that's a tech good. Bil- Can I write that? A down? tech, bi- yeah. <laughs> we sending you tech billionaire couple. Yeah. Like maybe going through a divorce, like a Bill and Melinda. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love that. That's I really that. good. Yeah. Tech billionaire couple going through a divorce. That's yes. it. Here, yeah. I just feel like and you then guys can really get visualize that. us as extreme yes. billionaires. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> more, more you than me. I feel like I look at you and you look like an extreme billionaire. Well, people think I look like Elon Musk these days, which I'm always like, interesting. Ooh. But yeah. does it mean I'm- I don't see that. Elon Musk and Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. It, oh, I, Fallon, I see a little bit, I guess, like yeah. back yeah. for a long, a long, long time ago. Yeah. 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 For Stephanie, him. Stephanie, you must get. like me. funny like, yeah. You must get that you hear like, that you look like a million people too. Just like, any redhead. Yeah. Ariel. Yeah. Any Jessica redhead. Jessica Chastain. Jessica Bryce Chastain. Dallas oh. Right, right. <laughs> Just all the redheads. Yeah. Yeah. Who were you thinking of? You weren't thinking of Jessica Chastain? I was thinking of Ariel the Mermaid. Oh, oh that yeah. is great. Absolutely. Awesome. Ariel the Mermaid. Like Megan the Stallion. I was thinking, you know, yes. the mermaid. <laughs> Ariel the Mermaid. I remember the Little Mermaid as a gay guy is so like the outfits. When you're growing up, you're like, oh my God, she's got like just like a shell bra and, and like a yeah. gorgeous like tail. It was everything I wanted to be. And my mom actually Same bought me a Little girls, Mermaid yeah. doll and I I was obsessed with it. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And now I you can get the well. now you can get the mermaid tail to like lounge on your sofa. I have one. I know. You really do? Oh, yeah. Is it one of the ones that's really hard to get into or really easy? Like the silicone? Yes. <laughs> Is it the silicone one? No, no, no. It's it's like it's like the one, it's like the adult version of the kid one that my kids had and oh, okay. I got jealous. It's, plus. it's, it's like adult. soft. It's not, it's made of like bathing suit material, gotcha. but it's hard. Oh. You have to get the fin, the mono fin is the thing that's hard the to get. You to, <laughs> it's hard to get your feet into. <laughs> and then you pull the, and then you shimmy the mermaid. Can you swim with it? Up. Oh, yeah. It's a swim. I mean, oh I sink. <laughs> like, but you know, yes, I feel you like can. I would sink with that thing. Yeah. That'd be you do, I mean, it is hard. It's hard to get that. That's the thing that's like crazy to me, too. People, 
get them for their very small children. And I'm like, these kids need to be strong swimmers. It's yeah. not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Because um, we're not dolphins. Yeah. We don't swim. Because we're not dolphins. <laughs> we, were talking, we were talking before you hopped on, Busy, about the Salem witch trials thing where they put alleged witches in the water and they would say oh, right. if they float, they're witches. And if they sink... They're not wish- witches, but right. they drown. But, but actually, that would work with mermaids. They could be like, if they float, they're not a mer- mermaid. But if they sink, then they can swim away and live their lives. Yeah, they should. Not that anybody's ever accused of being a mermaid, but mm-hmm. <laughs> the mermaid trials yeah. of Massachusetts <laughs> of 1970s the Massachusetts trials of Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daryl Hannah, I mean, Splash gets really dark at the end of oh, that movie. Oh, yeah. Wait, what yes. happens? I used to watch that growing up. I don't know. Eugene Levy, like, flips the fuck out and is, like, really psychotic. <laughs> and he's, like, holding Daryl Hannah in this, like, tank. And it's no. all, like, dirty oh, and full Oh, I of, like, remember. Yeah. And he's, like, it's really creepy wow. and weird. Wow. I think I blocked that out. I don't remember that. Splash yeah, they're, like, writing the script. They're, like, should we just go really dark? <laughs> <laughs> just go for it. But yeah, they did. And like, nobody remembers that. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. like, splash. Yeah. And like then cut to trying fun. to show your 11 year old the movie, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, my God, yeah. this is really <laughs> fucked up. The and whole Birdie's thing. like, I feel like this is like, like not dealing with the consent that, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say overall dark, overall, overall very dark. Overall, we grew up with dark, dark movies. We grew up with yes. such dark movies. The Dark Crystal. Yes. You loved that one. Dark Crystal. <laughs> yeah. You could be a gelfling. I could see you as a gelfling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was into gelflings as a kid. I, I was into the Skeksis and all of it. I was just like, this is awesome. I didn't you watch are the very David Skeksy. Bowie one either. Is that the David Bowie one? <laughs> Uh, no, the, Dave, that's Labyrinth. That's Labyrinth. 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 Yeah. Also very, very, very weird. Also I had some weird, weird and dark. Yeah. I think I grew up with like a mm, wrong perception of <laughs> oh, like men because of that movie. Because I was like, ooh, oh. I want an older man to trap me and <laughs> like be bad. <laughs> like all the time I was like, ooh, the, I just like thought that was such a cool story. I was like, wow, this guy like yeah. came into her room, stole her, TikTok. told her yeah. he loved her. I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen TikToks because people talk about how attractive David Bowie is yes. in the movie. Yeah, yeah he's apparently hot that's in the like movie. a thing. But she's people, like sixteen. Yeah, it's so, it's so strange. Gr- it's it's gross. It's like you listen. You cannot poke too hard at anything from before, like five years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> like any song you ever that's like. So you start- well phrased. Yeah. Ooh. That's yeah, like just, just a like, great sentence to kind of have. Yeah. <laughs> really, because that is that. I mean, is even very the Little accurate. Mermaid is so fucked up. Yeah, it's so fucked Absolutely. up. She's fucking like trapped by her dad. We've had this talk before too. <laughs> like Ursula is just trying to do business. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, just <laughs> a businesswoman. Also, she like gives up her voice for a man. Yes. Right, yeah. Right. Right. No. And yeah. he's like, "That's great. That's perfect. I love it." Yeah. Yeah, we had a exactly. whole bit about that with her. It's I like know. if you really wanted someone to kiss you, you would just be like. <laughs> oh yeah, we had a sketch that. about that. Yeah, <laughs> you were just going. Like he's you like, "What are you around. trying to say?" It's like you can do the lip kissy thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was taken from her too. Maybe she can't even go. <laughs> yeah, they should have put that in. Ursula's like, and no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh guys. My gosh. Well, listen, I'm very excited for your next Marvel movie that yes. you're going to be. I I do. I really hope that, um, Steph, for you, that this like 
gives you um, some budgets, some budgets yeah. where, you so to, and, cool. and where you don't have to, and where you don't have to carry the equipment. Absolutely. And, and even if like, it's not, I just want to say, even if it's not within the confines of like a studio system, because maybe sometimes it's not for us. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Like maybe the stuff you want to make is better suited, like from somebody give, you know, an independent person recognizing your fucking genius talent and giving you like $5 million Absolutely. to make a movie. Do you know what I mean? I Instead of like, yeah, I and there are like, people for whom that's not a lot of money. And yeah, maybe we can. Yeah, yeah. let's find those people. Yeah, Elon yeah. Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk. Elon, we should do that. I should reach out. Yeah. Busy, are you? Are you in the Marvel universe yet? I feel like if not, <laughs> no. I feel like you're gonna be in it. No, soon. she's not even yeah, in the universe of watching one. Yeah, oh, you don't watch. Well, them. I can't follow them. I I'm just them. like, I don't, it's, what? What is happening? I don't even. You have to know so much from before to know what's. I, going I on. just I heard that Harry Styles is now in it. I, yeah. I don't. I think everybody's in it. You're next. Yeah. You're yeah. Next. Well, you know what's yeah. so funny? So Michelle Williams, my best friend. Yes. yes. Um. Previously in our relationship, when we would go out in public, people would get really excited about seeing me and be like, not, not excited to see her, but just like, she's a movie star that does like, um, Oscar nominated right, small right. indie movies dramas. and like yeah, yeah, yeah. dramas and pe- it wasn't like the same reaction in public. Spaces. Right, right, right. And then. I just, for the first time, post-Venom have been, because there was also the, I was about to say the apocalypse, but I meant the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. um, there was also the pandemic <laughs> since Venom, since Venom came out, right? So yeah. I, we have, I have not been in public with Michelle since Venom. And we were getting a glass of wine and the guy that brought the wine was like, all of a sudden he was like, oh, oh no. and I, and he walked away and she, and I was like, Michelle, post-Venom. The Whoa. people love you. Yeah. Like people in the world know who the fuck you are. Wow. Like normally it would be like, you know, one person right. would like come up wow. to Michelle in a that is really like, yeah. And and it was like yeah, just like the server now was like bringing who was bringing the wine over was like oh my god, it's like just wild how fast and how it so changes cool. your profile to like the general public. Right? Yeah. yeah. There are so many different kinds of fame that I think, yes. I think when you don't, uh, I don't know, when I was a kid, I just did not know that at all. But being in Hollywood, you're like, oh yeah, there's a million different ways yes. to be famous. And like you're saying, like you can be an Oscar winner and not be recognized almost ever. Yeah. Or you right. can, you know. Like my dad, I always test it. If my dad knows this person's name, they're like, they've made it. Right, exactly. But your dad <laughs> probably, yeah. And I think about that with my parents. Like, I think my parents probably, if I said Jennifer Lawrence, they wouldn't know who that was. But I'm like, no, that's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. You right. Know? So it's like, right. there's just so many different, it's like people that are even mega famous are only mega famous to the people who know who they are. Well, yeah. and, and I think especially like with YouTube and sort of the democratization of yes. content and entertainment and like living in this space of like everyone is everyone can who wants to be the Andy Warhol dream realized, yes. you know, yeah. like people do have so much more of a cynical view of what is what's actually legit. worthwhile. Yes. 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 And like what is legit. Exactly. Mm. I know. Exactly. Yeah. And I waver between being like, 
Yeah, between buying into what's legit and then just being like, well, no, as long as you're doing your work that you love, that's the only thing that really is legit. You Absolutely. Know? But this is but this is what I'm saying. Like, like we I spent a long time in my career wanting to be whatever, take yeah. it, you know, legit, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. ushered into the club. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I didn't, this yeah. is good. We need it, to hear this. Yeah. It like never occurred to me that like I was in the middle of the fucking club. It was just a different club. Right. right? And right. it was like, honestly, we need way that. more fun. Yes. Yeah. We need to and a this. lot more people that I liked. Yeah. And a lot more freedom. And yes. So fucking what? Your club sucks. <laughs> like, you know I what I know. mean? Like, so yeah, there's that's not even, all. It's like, what is the club? Like, sorry, no. And the club's just like tricky because you're that other thing is is just you know based on an idea at this point. Yeah, right. Like no, and even if you're in the school. club, club, you still feel left out of the other club that looks more fun when you're yes. from the from the inside of that's the. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I think so much of entertainment is inherent. It's inherently built on rejection for anyone to be wow, in the club yeah. that automatically means like 20 people were turned away. Right, and right. For a club to even exist, that has to be Yeah. Yeah. Now. So I think it's I think it's very confusing. Even I think when creative people and I think people have gotten a lot better at it and you two are certainly great at it, but I think even when creative people try to support each other in a friendly way, it sometimes is difficult because there's so much history and there's so much rejection yeah. and there's so much much celebrating uh, yeah. when your friend lost out on something. And so it makes it all really complicated. Yeah. You have to be like, really have your head screwed on straight. This is all very right. soul soothing to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love hearing this. No. And I, you know, we were talking about Tina Fey a little bit earlier. Cause she, I mean, I'm obsessed with Tina. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, I worship at her feet and her, um, I heard her on smart list and I don't want to misquote her. But she said something like they were like, what what do you think you'd be doing if you were coming up now? And she said something like, oh, I would be I would go straight to the Internet. You know, I would just put my stuff directly out instead of having to get it through all these avenues. And right. it just made me yeah. feel really happy that that because we, you know, we we I, I love her work and it's like, oh, great. So she's saying if she was me now, she'd be doing what we're doing. And that, that makes me really happy. Yeah. You know? I think that it is you guys are doing exactly what everyone who wants to like make stuff and put it out. Like, mm. I don't know Would you know, yeah. you're doing the thing. You're doing it. Thank you're you. not, there's no other, oh, it's not you. like, I guess that's the thing I'm trying to say. It's not like, she's not saying like, that's a choice. It's right. like, I would be doing the thing and the thing right. would be what you guys are doing. Mm, right. I love right. The thing is what you guys are doing. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. sometimes said to Steph, like, you know, we have a lot of this, we have a lot of success on the internet at this point, And, Every day that actually grows in value because everything just becomes more and more. It's like ne everything on Netflix now is a web series in theory. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, yes. that's anyway. true. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm just I'm like patting ourselves. I'm like, I'm like I know. Though, can I absolutely should? You should yeah, yeah. for sure. Fucking a hundred percent. Because I mean, that's part of the reason why I feel so fucking invested in both of your careers mm, you. like oh, truly for however many years how many years i think before cricket was born when I think was six. caleb gallo uh caleb gallo came out in 2016 so that was wait no that oh, okay was so five cricket, was, ago. cricket was around oh, but, yeah 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 five years ago but it was before that it doesn't matter the point being i really do feel invested in in both of your Thank um you. careers and the stuff that you make also will you do um 
like just do a, a series for me of the rich assholes because I'm obsessed <laughs> with them and I love them yeah, so yeah. much. Oh, wait, the plastic surgery people? Yeah. Yeah, actually, we need to do... Oh, we're seeing oh, Michael yeah. later today and Chris will be there too. We can make They're my favorite. Oh, do you want yeah. us to make one I where we're talking about so... how we're fans of Busy Phillips? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we're talking about how we were listening no. to the podcast? We <laughs> have yes, yeah, do you that. Actually, that would be really exciting. Just, yeah, that would... <laughs> or maybe <laughs> one of them is name-dropping you. Yeah, yes, One of them's yes, like, yes. well, I was, oh, I, I was asked to go yeah. to a dinner and of course Busy Phillips is going to be yeah. there. And you know it's a Okay, that could be good. We could do that. Just a very a very subtle reference so you know it's for you. I love it. I just, yeah, I just want to, I mean, I just love those guys so much. Yeah. Where were you guys on vacation? Greece. In Greece? We were yeah. in Greece. Yeah, yeah. You got us. I think that's your next movie is set in Greece. Yeah. yeah. Santorini. We should like, maybe, yeah, next, if we do something again for not a lot of money, it, we could at least up it by being in a, a stunning location. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a pitch for you, okay. but yes. I'm not going to do it right here. Okay. I have like an actual fucking pitch for you. Oh, great. Oh, all right. Oh, mm -hmm. I think it would it. be really good. You could do it right here. I can write it down if you want. <laughs> um, but if you want to be how, private, it's okay. Well, no, I mean, this is our podcast. No one else listens to it. Um, <laughs> Not true. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I, I just like wanted to do this thing a few years ago and I could never, I could never figure out how to do it because I'm not, I don't know. I just, I, I just can't do stuff like that. And yeah, you're like, I mean, it's I called Forrest Gump. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> it's Forrest Gump. No, what I wanted to do, Casey, you'll remember this, I think. What I want, what I think would be amazing, mm. amazing, That's is right. like a horror movie slash like kind of like War of the Worlds thing okay. that takes place on a boat, like the kind that they do on Below Deck. You know, oh, like yeah. one of those yeah, like yeah. chartered, yeah. like a chartered <laughs> boat for yeah. a week. Okay. But my, but my hook was that, <laughs> my pitch, <laughs> that it's like, <laughs> that it's otherworldly or aliens or something. Yes. Um, Cause I don't like, I don't like people murdering people. Yeah, no, me That upsets me. Yeah, same time. Um, but my pitch was that, like I was trying to tell Danny McBride to do it with me, that it's like real people that. And we all, and we shoot it and then we post it on Instagram in our stories, like in chunks. Oh, so people think it's really so happening. Th yes. <gasps> but then also you can follow, like you have to go to other people's wow. other sections of it. Like, Ooh. so like you would have to go to Steph's Instagram stories to watch yeah. her. It's like a choose your own adventure yeah. kind of yes. thing. It's really smart, Very guys. Modern. If you want to figure out how to do it with me. That would be great. Oh my God, I love that. And then we, we could just be on a boat in Greece yes. doing it for a yes. week. Oh my God. Yes, people have to go from story to story, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. The, the trick profiles. would be like, you would have to like sell it beforehand so before you started posting it yeah 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 or I mean, you can also post them on grid like on your you don't they don't just have to be just in but you think stories are even more organic because it's be like there. it's yeah. really fresh and only lasts for 24 hours i don't know i thought it would be so i mean you have to save the you save the whole thing and then you cut it into a movie into a feature after oh but like, yes okay great how uh people edit all the godfathers together yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I did yeah, that like last night. One long. Yeah. A five-hour snooze. And it'll have that vibe, definitely. Like, yeah, it'll be, yeah. <laughs> The lighting will be similar. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, but is the God, are all the Godfather movies like congruent, they, they, they like happening at the same it. time? 
Yeah, no, they re-edited it so it would, like, so that, it, yeah, somebody was just telling me. What do you me, mean, originally it wouldn't work together? No, it, they, like, put it in, like, a timeline kind of in, thing. Like, oh, because the time jumps back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Wait, the time are you allowed to talk about I've never the show seen you just any did? of them. Yeah, I'm allowed to talk She about just them. did a show where she, it, it's about the making of The Godfather. She plays the casting director of The Godfather. Yeah, it was for great. For Paramount <gasps> Plus. Oh, oh, my God. That's called amazing. the offer with uh, Miles Teller and yeah, am I allowed to say yes. yeah. yeah, and okay. Juno Temple. Wait. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, Stephanie wait, plays the that, casting wait, director. It's gonna be amazing. It's insane. Was Colin Hanks in that? Yes, yes, yes very yes. much so. Yeah, Stephanie has these really beautiful nails because of that show. <laughs> oh yeah, right? they made me. She oh. used to always have like the kind of nails that are all the way bitten. Bitten, down. yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, and um, now you have long, beautiful. She has, like, oh, they're coming off tomorrow. I cannot stand it. You can't if you have fake nails. <laughs> you can't pick. I have. has long, beautiful. Nails. How they go right pick? through the toilet paper. You have to. Oh, mm, <laughs> exactly. right through the toilet paper. You see, who wipes with their nails <laughs> like the claw? <laughs> If you're not accustomed to them, what? then like, I don't know. I'm just saying. But All right. You got to be safe. You can't. Do you they, bring toothpicks or like floss <laughs> after you eat? I like, have. Yeah, I have those things. But yeah. I don't. But I've never been a. I I don't know. You don't know. I pick. can't pick my teeth with my fingernails anyway. Yeah, because it's gross. Because yeah. I'm a germaphobe. Yeah, well, you're right. Um. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> um, this whole part is not going to be on the podcast. Yeah, but anyway, um, okay, let's finish it okay. so we can let you guys go. We're going to have a big lunch after this. Yeah, big lunch, oh, and we'll great. talk about the show. Big bur- the future a traditional of our Burbank show. style lunch. Yeah. Oh, I love that it. That sounds like heaven. Mm, Burbank, yeah. <laughs> well, Steph, listen, if you want to, if you want to, um, Write that movie on the yacht. I'm with you and direct it. Yeah, exactly. Well, now we know that we can use your name and use you for financing. <laughs> we're going to do Yeah, so we're getting it done. People have used your name for worse things, I feel like. No shit, Casey. <laughs> I was going to say, people have used my name in all kinds of fucking ways. I would be... Honored. No, yeah, <laughs> but that would be really fun. A week like, in Greece, shooting a little yes. thing. Oh my yeah. gosh, get the yacht. Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah, 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 yeah. That could be great. Let's do it. Amazing. Guys, I'm in. I'm in. Next summer Hell in yeah. Greece. Contract. Hell yeah. yeah. We're the verbal contract. Well, we love in the love. meantime, follow Brian Jordan Alvarez on Instagram so you yes. can watch the many creative things yes. that he and Stephanie are doing. The characters. At Brian Jordan. They're all. Didn't even get into Eric yeah. from the salon. I can't. Oh my God, Eric oh, yeah. from the salon. Eric from the salon on my Instagram. Rebecca Miller, such a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I know, she's had a renaissance lately. She's like back and she's like, what's it called when people are out for blood? That's the phrase I'm looking for. She's out for blood. <laughs> she's insane. And then put in your calendar right now, December 10th on Brian's YouTube channel. Yes, youtube.com slash Brian Jordan Alvarez. December 10th, a spy movie. Subscribe. Written and directed by Stephanie Koenig. Yeah. Subscribe, download, and also share it with like as many people that you know that you think would like it. Because that's how something goes come on big exactly. viral you know? big viral if you ever if you love our stuff always the best thing you can do is share it with mm-hmm. a bunch of people yeah. thank you so much um, for and Stephanie us. Koenig you're the best <laughs> genius bless you oh, you're this very talented thank you oh, and I'm very excited to watch what you both do in the future yeah, and I'm also excited to get stoned again on December 10th and watch Spy Movie again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it on a big projector. And I'm going to send you an email and I'm going to be like, that color was so worth it. Yes. <laughs> yes. The sound too. Oh, it's yes. going to blow your mind. That color yeah. and sound mixing. Ugh. Yeah. Chef's a real movie. Um, 
We're so grateful. You guys, thank you. It's such a pleasure so, to talk to you. Have a great Burbank style okay. lunch. Good to talk to you. Bye, guys. Bless you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, again, guys, spy movie, December 10th, YouTube, Brian Jordan Alvarez, Stephanie Koenig. You've seen me repost their shit a bunch if you follow me on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, that's weird. How did you even what get you here? here? Yeah. How did you find out about this? <laughs> it seems What's going weird. On? Um, wait, so did you listen to any of the Supreme Court hearing the opening statements? I did. Um, and I was reading. Yeah, I was I was reading along with some attorneys who are trying to like parse everything. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it definitely does seem like perhaps. I mean, Kavanaugh is such a fucking joke. <laughs> we were. I mean, he's like a fucking joke. Yeah, I mean, we really got ourselves into a bad position a, by a pickle. It's we a pickle. got ourselves into a pickle by not understanding fucking... that, you know, that this would happen. You know, it, it's really hard when it's really hard, even when people <laughs> like I saw someone the other day being like, you know, Democrats control all the branches of government right now. Why aren't we? And I'm like, we. No, I mean, it's it doesn't work that way, you know? And so mm -hmm. us not understanding mm -hmm. what is going to impact something else down the line is how we end up with uh, Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. And then... And Alito's a fucking idiot. And what are we going to, an you know, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? That's our court. I don't know. I started crying and then I had to turn it off. I was like walking through the city, going to get my COVID test and listening to it. And then I just got really upset and I had to turn it off. Yeah. Because I do feel like it can be, this situation can be rectified. Yeah. It's going to take so fucking long. It's going to take so much work and so much energy and it's going to take so many people and it gets exhausting for, I think, the people that have been out there for years doing this, trying to drag everyone along sort of, you know, I don't want to say kicking and screaming because kicking and screaming is, is not the case. Kicking and screaming would at least be some sign of effort on the part of the people being dragged, For you know? Sure. So I just, I just think that we've had people who have been out here trying to educate us, trying to rally us and trying to get us to all go in the direction that we're supposed to go in. And it's just, you know, we're America, we're like cats, you know, we're just, fucking like trying to herd cats and so <laughs> it's i like that should we put that on a t-shirt t-shirt america. america it's like trying to herd cats <laughs> i'm in it's i mean it it's true. just it's just wild so now you know in addition to like this shitty supreme court you know where everything hangs in the balance for reproductive rights for people with uteruses we also are like in a place where like firefighters and police are resigning because they don't want to get vaccines and I'm like don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> for real <laughs> okay all right guys bye seriously <sighs> it's it's wild and that's why like Pete Davidson holding 
Kim Kardashian's hand at Not Scary Farm feels like the fucking simulation is broken. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, it's enough simulation. Enough. Yeah. It's, it's. We hit the fucking wall. Okay. We get it. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. We're done. You're, you're going to just keep going. Just, just keep serving up things that we have to wrap our heads around. It's a lot. You think it could get any more absurd? It can get more absurd. We're going to show it to you next. (laughs) The absurdity will not end. And you'll be interested in it despite yourself and despite how much you want to say you're not at all interested in it. I like Mark Herron. Yeah. The Center for Reproductive Rights um, lawyer. He's fucking smart. But anytime um, Elizabeth pre-Logar, anytime any woman speaks, right? Yeah. Elizabeth's like, bleh. Well, yeah. (sighs) It'll be interesting. I I mean, I guess by the time you all hear this, because we're recording this on Monday because Busy's working tomorrow on Tuesday, and then this will come out on Wednesday. So by the time you'll be hearing this, I guess we'll know more and we'll know more of the highlights. But it's hard not to you know, it's, it's hard and it, it, it's been confusing. Like I saw one attorney say like, this is what I do for my job is follow the Supreme court. And I find this argument really difficult to understand. So if you're finding it hard to follow, don't feel bad because obviously like that's the point. And it's a lot about press, a lot about precedent, right? It's not, it's it's more about legal precedent, I think, than it is about, like, reproductive rights, really. The argument. The argument is. Yeah. Because, yes, essentially. Yeah. Right. Well, in SBA in yes, particular. Yes, And then... Which is why I think they may go back on their decision. Mm. I don't know. For SBA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just saw Kim Kardashian's um, Halloween costume. It's weird. It's like we dressed almost identical for <laughs> Halloween. I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that she also was doing cowgirl. Oh, um, cute! That's cute. See, you you had your finger on the pulse of the broken simulation. She was a cowbot. A cowbot. Uh huh. Okay. Like. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was, uh, I didn't, here's, I, I will say with my costume, I like did not, um, I didn't do a cowboy hat because first of all, you know, my head is very big. Bigger than most cowboys? I mean, I will say this, at that vintage place, <laughs> I found a cowboy hat and it said it was an XL and it like sat on top of my head like. Like a tiny fedora. Like a little tiny fedora. So. <laughs> so no cowboy hat for you. No cowboy hat for me. Mm. Um, also, like, that's just too much commitment. Yeah, I get that. Okay. A hat is too much commitment for me. Okay. Because then you're wearing it the whole time. My head gets hot and sweaty and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, our Oof. friend Sierra Ornelas Teller, who is the creator of Rutherford Falls, also on Peacock, she had a short thread that, about parents and Halloween costumes that I loved so much because people were really going off on parents who are dressing kids who are too young to know better as things that obviously the parents think are cool. So whether it's like some music artist or some like obscure philosopher or whatever, people are like, just let this baby dress as Spider-Man. Like that's, you know, that's who this kid cares about or whatever. But Sierra was like, in addition to this, if your costume is more elaborate than like, your child's costume, you have a problem. And she was like posting pictures, like calling, <laughs> being like, this is wrong. Wait, I need to like, see what, this. Like what you did was wrong about like a mom that like made her whole family dress themed like around her as the star. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. It made me laugh so hard. So like if you're dressing like Snow White and then your kid is like Gus Gus the Mouse. Then you're fucked. I saw some cute. I saw some cute family costumes and in, in up in these streets here. I know what she's saying though. That's funny. Yeah. Sometimes you know it's a, a mom sees her opportunity to shine. <laughs> I told you about that crazy thing that happened at the kids' old elementary school. I don't think so. What? <laughs> Where like they would legit, I guess, for years and years, the school had like existed for a long time. And they would do a thing at Thanksgiving where like the parents would come dressed as like pilgrims and like, I'm putting in air quotes, guys, Indians. Like, oh God, it, yeah. Like, right. Like that's fucking insane. Yeah. Like you can't you no. do that. Yeah. yeah. And there was this <laughs> one mom that was like, so fucking pissed that they had stopped doing it. And I was like, why? What's the deal? And this other mom is like, the ki- the mom had older kids. Yeah. And so they had stopped doing it by birdies, you know, like it was like a, done for mm-hmm. the year that, right. Thank God. Right. Yeah. And, and the mom was like, oh, cause she's got a really good slutty Pocahontas costume. Oh my God. Uh... Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Like a really like she's like a really sexy. That, she's got like for, a sexy it, and so she's upset about it because she can't wear her sexy offensive I mean, costume gross. to her child's school. Yeah. That's yeah. Brutal. I was like, guys. Is brutal. That's, that's brutal. Brutal. <sighs> but you know, you know, people be brutal. Yeah. People are brutal. People are brutal. (laughs) We never talked about what we're doing our best at this week. Are you doing your best at anything? Were you trying to get out of it? Am I like the kid reminding the teacher that they forgot to give homework? What did you do? What did you do your best at? Um, Well, RIP Prius, in case anyone was worried about. No. She's gone. She's she's gone. We lost her? We lost her. She didn't make it. So that's sad. We have to go uh, get her personal effects out of her. and uh, But she's going to be um, divided up for parts for other people that need them for their Priuses. So that's good. Um, but that also sucks. So we're just trying to like 
live with impractical uh, transportation in my house right now while we figure out what we're going to do. And, um, you know, since just trying to be like fucking responsible and do stuff that we need to do, like deal with your dearly departed car. And um, we were... (laughs) I feel bad. I hope he's not listening, but, um, also like get some repairs made around the house. And so we had to get something like repaired in our backyard and the mm-hmm. guy came and it was just like such a funny situation all around. Cause he came and he was kind of like the dude, like from the big Lebowski, um, to do some like electrical repair in our yard. And we had asked ahead of time, like he's going to be working outside and it was warm outside. So we said, can we have anything that you like to drink? And he was like, yeah, I love lemon or like Gatorade, whatever. So we got some like bottles of lemonade Gatorade. We had them in the fridge. So he showed up and he was like the dude, but he was like shirtless. He he <laughs> had no shirt on and he was, um, was he wearing shorts? I don't know. Uh, but it was just so funny just to look at my like husband and two sons, like watching him work in the backyard. And they were like... <laughs> They were like, it must be so cool to just be so comfortable with your body that like you could just like no. go into someone's yard not. shirtless. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I kind of liked it. I was like, I is it weird to um be glad that our unhealthy um hang-ups about our bodies? Like, is that equality now that everybody is hung up on their bodies? No, the equality is that, no, we, none of us should be hung up about our bodies. Exactly. But in the meantime, before that happens, Mm -hmm. are we allowed to laugh a little when our family is looking at a shirtless guy and being like, I wish I could just wistfully walk around with my shirt off. But so anyway, that would um, be so nice. He was out there working and he was like, this is going to be a really quick job. And he, (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I went to sleep at like my husband went to work and like returned home after a 10 hour shift. And that person was still in the backyard. And like I fell asleep before he was done. I was like, I got to go to sleep. Can someone stay awake until like this? What guy who's like, what were you having done? Some like electrical stuff. And so I was like, I I'm like, I can't stay awake like a second longer. And so Eli and Matt were like, we'll stay up. Um, and so I guess he left like after midnight and he just like had been out there like working his ass off in the sun and then in the night. And then, um, the next day we were all just standing there, like talking about like how long he was there. And then I was like, well, I'm glad we got him that like lemonade. But then the boys at the same time were both like, he never came inside to use the bathroom. (laughs) So now. Like convinced that this guy was like secret peeing in our yard somewhere. <laughs> oh, he probably did. Of course he I did. I would think so. And then I was like, maybe he peed in the lemonade bottle. I don't know. But all I know is that he worked his ass off. He gave us a really good price on the job that he did. Less money than we expected. And I'm like, he could have like peed into the keyhole and I wouldn't have even cared because he really worked hard and really charged us a lot less than I expected to pay. So anyway... Okay, but so wait, what are you doing your best at? I'm just trying to like get the stuff done that I need. You know, this is like a hard thing for me to like if like when I grew up, like if the electricity in my house broke, you just would live without electricity. You know what I mean? So it's hard for me to like rally myself to do these things to like if something needs doing to just like get it done. 
you know? And so I feel mm-hmm. like that's a sign of maturity and responsibility to just be like, yeah, the guy's coming. It's going to get fixed. I was like, I might have to leave the house because it's going to stress me out too much, but I didn't. I yeah. just stayed in the house. And that is clearly something that a lot of my anxiety hinges on is like, this thing's broken. This thing's not right. This thing's not working. Then like not knowing what to do about it. And then I just totally shut down, which is weird because like if it was a TV show, I'd be like, oh, here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. But when it's like adult things in my adult life, like a broken Prius or like electricity that needs updating. I'm like, I don't know how it gets done by magic. I don't know. You know? So anyway, so I feel happy about that. I feel happy that just am like getting stuff done and not letting it go. And I know it's weird and people probably think that that's not a big deal and like a simple thing. But like for me, it is not simple and it's like very anxiety producing and like I kind of just lived through it. And the worst thing that happened is maybe someone peed in my yard. I mean, I don't even think that's that bad. No. I mean, I would... Animals pee in your yard all the time. I would pee in my yard if I had to pee and I couldn't get... If I had to pee and I couldn't get inside, I would pee in your yard. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Guys, who wouldn't pee in a yard? (laughs) One time I had a friend... One time I had a friend who had like horrible... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> diarrhea and she like could not make it home she lived really far away oh from where God. she had been she couldn't make it home and she was like it was like nighttime, like kind of late and she literally like pulled over in a street and like pooped in the street <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it cannot... was not me guys i'm just saying yeah not that friend. i even like not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with it i are you kidding me i like I said to her, I was like, why didn't you go to a fucking gas station? She's like, ew, a gas station bathroom. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you just like, turned what? A you just pooped in the street. A gas station like, bathroom. What? I mean, I've pooped in more gas stations oh in my, my life than I could shake a fist at. Like I used that when IBS I was at the height. Life. Yeah, no, truly. When I was at like the height of my IBS symptoms or whatever, like I knew every bathroom in Los Angeles. Oh like I knew everywhere I could go in and use the bathroom. Yeah. And that one car dealership that I like destroyed the bathroom <laughs> wouldn't flush <laughs> and I had to leave. I was like, get the fuck out. I just oh ran. my God. One time Matt saw at the Westport train station, just a ma- he saw a businessman get off the train, go to his like fancy car in that parking lot. If you ever want to be like a car thief, you should go to the Westport, Connecticut, um, Metro North, parking lot because it's just your choice of like luxury cars and uh he just saw a business he was waiting for me and he saw a businessman get off the train with his businessman briefcase go to his luxury car let's say it was a lamborghini it probably wasn't a lamborghini but like a porsche or whatever open the door look around left and right and then just pull down his pants and like poop outside the door of his no he did not yes and i'm like Ah! The train station has a very nice bathroom. Why, Wait, sir? That's insane. Why? That's like an act of defiance or something. That's like an animal act of defiance. I think my friend, in my friend's case, I think she panicked. It was an emergency. No, she like panicked and was like, I can't make, you know, like she like had like an emergency. But I do think that there's something psychological about that. That oh guy's my God. That guy's like Patrick Bateman or whatever. 
In high school, my friend dressed as um, Gumby for Halloween, and the costume was genius. She made it out of like, do you know that? Like, they don't have it so much anymore, but they used to sell that like green egg crate foam for your bed. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. so she took two pe- two pieces of that and cut out like a Gumby shape. And like mm-hmm. put the pokey parts in, you know, put the like. Yeah, the I've seen, I actually have seen a Gumby part. costume like that. Yes. Oh, there you go. Okay. But then like stapled it all closed around herself and um, she mm-hmm. had a poop emergency in the, but the costume was stapled closed and she pooped her Gumby costume and it like <laughs> ruined slash <laughs> made the entire night because we spent so much time debating whether we could pull apart the Gumby costume um, so that she could go that by the time it was decided it was too late and she had already shit her Gumby costume. Oh my God. And there's that no is coming back from that. Amazing. Unsalvageable. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are you doing your best at? Um, I'm doing my best at, um, just, 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 just doing it, (laughs) just doing doing it, just doing it, just doing it and just continuing to do it and (laughs) just walking, walking through. I think what you said about, about Harry Ween. Yeah. Was like, you know, you were emotional because you couldn't get anyone to go with you a little bit, maybe, but you went. I was. It sounds like you enjoyed yourself and you met some fun folks and you didn't get COVID. That's all good stuff. Yes. Yes. Wearing a vintage costume you made. Well, I, you know, and I, and let's, like, I hope I didn't get COVID. So we'll see. Well, you know, I hope I didn't. Knock on wood so far. Knock on wood so far. No Actually, COVID. speaking of which, I should check my test because I I took it today oh. for work. Oh. Tomorrow I work tomorrow. Check it. So we'll it could be a big should reveal. Should we do it live? Yeah, live do on it, here? Do it live on the podcast. What day is today? Um, Monday, November 1st. Oh, no. I haven't gotten it back yet. Oh. One pending result <laughs> is waiting to be had. Is it negative? <laughs> I want to tell you something funny. The was it last week or the week before? You said that your sister never listens to the podcast. Yeah, that may be true, but <laughs> you know how, like on Instagram, sometimes they ask, like p- brands are doing like a giveaway, and they ask you to tag like three friends or whatever. She tagged your mom, the podcast, and like her work <laughs> in a giveaway. It made me laugh so hard because I was like, "Well, she follows our Instagram at least." I mean, I guess that's something. <laughs> uh, I hope she wins whatever it was. But she like never posts anything. No, she doesn't. <laughs> She's just strictly using it for She this. hasn't posted anything since 2019. She's using it for the sweepstakes. Well, that makes sense because you know she's an extreme she's super, couponer. Super couponer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. That's hilarious. She definitely does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> I was like, my mom, least, however, at you least know my mother, I know your mom does the podcast. I was honored after you said that Leanne didn't listen to the podcast. I was honored that she at least followed our Instagram. I think it still counts for something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, to me. I mean, I, sure. I, 
I love sure. Leanne. So I'm just honored that she, <laughs> that she followed the Instagram. Um, but only Leanne can use the um, Instagram to enter contests, though, guys. You don't do it. Don't don't everyone do it. Because <laughs> then I'll get all the notifications. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> uh, that's a perk of being busy sisters that you get to get to tag the show's Instagram in a contest. But if everyone does it. <laughs> wait, listen, I wait. I had one more thing I wanted to tell you. I talked to our friend Marcella Kroll. Oh, um, the best. I had a reading with her oh, over great. the weekend. Nice. Um, yeah, she's incredible, guys. If you don't follow her, she's a spiritual, psychic, intuitive, witchy vibe lady. At Saved by the um, Spell on Instagram. Saved by the Spell. She does great readings. She's just awesome. Anyway, I had a reading with her and we were just like going over some stuff and whatever. And then it it was, it got to like be the time for cricket. Yeah. And she's like pulls these cards or whatever and she's like oh this is like weird like just getting like this tom petty like tom petty like okay like you knew that song free fallen by tom petty and i was like yeah and she's like you know the part with like the skateboarders and i was like oh my god cricket is a professional skateboarder isn't she <laughs> and she was like i don't know like i feel like she needs to drop in. Like I just keep hearing drop it. Her body's really strong. She needs like, anyway, all this to say, Cricket has legit been asking for a skateboard for like, I mean, almost a year now. Yeah. And we, I got her, we're getting her, she's starting her lessons. She's going to do lessons. That's so exciting. But like, but like half pipe. Yeah. Like fucking skateboarding. Yeah. Like I want her to drop in. Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting for Crick. I'm so I know, happy. But also, don't you feel like she is totally like on a half pipe, like oh, overlooking yeah. the San Fernando Valley? Oh my God, listening for sure. to Tom Petty. For sure. Do you watch the show Betty's? <laughs> no. On HBO. It's about skateboarder no. girls. It's really good. What? Real yeah. life or fake lives? It's kind of like um like kids feeling kids' vibes, real life. But so it feels very, it feels like. No, I don't. That's the worst to me. I hate that. <laughs> I prefer a documentary or I prefer something that's like heightened. Yeah. Like euphoria, you, you know? Yes. I think you might like it just. All right. I'll try it. I'll try it. Wait, but you know what I did start? Speaking of, um, I started it with yesterday with Birdie. So, you know, I've been like really struggling with all of these, like watching those fucking YouTube videos. Yes. And like, yeah. nobody ever wants to watch anything I want to watch. This is why in the interview with those guys, I was like, I don't watch fucking TV anymore. Right. You know, like there's no television in my home. Right. It's just YouTube videos. And like, so I just watch Brian Jordan Alvarez. Right, right. <laughs> on, on Instagram. But anyway, I don't know. I was sitting with Birdie, Merck had taken cricket somewhere and they were like kind of just like absentmindedly on their phone and I just turned on the TV um, and found this documentary. It's called The Way Down 
Oh, yeah. Chrissy Teigen produced that. God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin. Yeah. Holy shit. Yes. First of all, I took a picture of Gwen Shamblin to send to my friend Mary Elizabeth Ellis because I said to Mary Elizabeth, guys, if you don't, do you know who Mary Elizabeth is? She's on, uh, it's always sunny. Okay. Um, she's in the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. I know from the preview, um, she's like, she's married to Charlie day. Yeah. Um, you know who she is. Yeah. She's a great actress and she's, and she's just a wonderful person. But also as I was watching that documentary, I was like, there's no justice in the world. If you don't like procure the rights, make this into a feature film yeah. and star in it. Cause like she should totally play. I was like casting it the yeah. whole time I was watching it. Oh my like, God. That's amazing. But it is so good. It's fucking nuts. It's like Danny McBride's righteous gemstones, but fucking nuts. Yeah. It's like wild. you think that his show is like over the top in the plot. Like, this is bonkers. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. You have to watch it anyway. Yeah, my point. everybody watch The Way Down. Oh, but then this was the best turn of events. What? Brody is sitting on their phone next to me watching TikTok. And then all of a sudden I looked over. They had put their fucking phone down. Whoa. And they were like super engrossed in The Way Down. And then we watched three episodes <laughs> together. Whoa. I know. Thank you. And I got so excited. Tegan. Yes. For making a documentary that I got to watch with my fucking 13 year old. And Cricket and I watched all of season one again of the Babysitters Club. Oh. And then we started season two. And I gotta tell you, that show is so fucking good. It's so good. I heard I haven't started season two yet, but I heard it's, it's better really than good. season one. It's great. But also Cricket, drop in Cricket. But also Cricket was like Why'd they change Dawn? I was like, they didn't change Dawn, baby. The, all the girls, they had to wait like a year because of COVID. Yeah. All the girls have like grown up. She's like, mom, that is a very different girl. I was like, it's not, honey. No, 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 honey. They just grew up. They grew up. She's like, mom, there's no way. That is a different girl. So I was like, I'll just like pull up IMDb. Yeah. And show her. It's, they replaced her. It's a different girl. <laughs> the original Dawn got cast in a Marvel movie. Of course. And so she had to quit the series. She couldn't go back to the series because she's filming her big fucking Marvel movie. And so they replaced her with a new Dawn, who's also adorable and great. They're all great. They're all adorable. Mark Evan Jackson is fantastic. He's so Everybody's good. Great. He, he had the line of the season in season one. The one about... Which was? Uh, the one about the queer high guys. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He's so great. He's uh, He's... Wildly talented, Mark Evan Jackson, and wildly nice. And our friend, our dear, dear, sweet friend. Um, all right, Casey, I'm going to go. You got to go. You, you third mean, grade drinks, but whatever. It's well, fine. I mean. I think it's okay. Yeah. I, I think it's okay. <laughs> you already passed third grade. True. That's true. <laughs> all right, you guys. We love you. Book club's we happening. So um, soon. Yeah, send us an email. Follow us on Instagram. Thanks to everyone who's downloading. If you're not downloading, please do download. We notice when you do, and it means so much to us. I mean, Casey notices and then tells me, and I'm like, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it's very helpful. Guys, be well out there. Take care of yourselves. Keep being vigilant in your um, 
protecting yourself from COVID because I just have heard of so many people who have gotten it, including my friend who is really sick, even though they were vaccinated. Yeah. And I just am like not feeling that vibe for any of us. Yeah. Don't so, catch a breakthrough case because you need to and, be well yeah. to see busy in the Thanksgiving Day Parade in three weeks. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I love you guys. And I just want you all to be well. And I want your families to be well. And um, and uh, be well. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Oh, no.